1069. Welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. It feels like I have not been here in like 10 days. It was just the one day we took off, just yesterday. And for some reason, it feels like Monday for us, which is awesome because it's not. It's Thursday, so tomorrow being Friday. So, you know, you got one, uh, well, you know, two more shows to do. And then back. This one's basically over. <laughs> it's almost over now. Joined, uh, you know, every morning by Matthew Fantone. Uh, how are you, buddy? Uh, good. Can't complain about life too much at all. You make a very valid point. It feels like a Monday, but it's not. So that's, that's awesome. good stuff. That is good stuff. That's awesome. So you were in Indianapolis for the wrestling. Indeed, I was. And so uh, beyond my better judgment, I know, uh, dude, a lot of people who listen to the program are wrestling fans, and I am not. So, like, uh, well, give me a rundown. How was it? Who won? Who did? Uh, who, who did the best on the mic? What happened? You will. Uh, you will see me wearing my John Cena shirt oh, today. No. So oh, it no. was a. Uh, it was an episode of SmackDown Live. My buddy's got the hookup with some WWE people, and every time they roll through Indy, he can get tickets on the on the pretty cheap there on the pretty low and they're always good seats too so you sat ringside right uh yeah these were ringside seats uh it was a fantastic evening of wwe action john cena and nikki bella taking on i don't know some jabronis but john cena was there so i was losing my mind uh cleveland boy the miz is is one of the best pro wrestlers on the face of the planet right now he's gone you know further and further into his career the guy's just gotten better I mean, it was an awesome night. You know, it just really was. If you've never been to Indianapolis, the city's much better than you think it's going to be. Yeah, um, that's true. The Bankers, I like Indy. The, the Bankers Life Fieldhouse, where the Pacers play and where they have all the events, is an awesome venue. No question about that. Uh, I bet that's n- a newer building since the last time I saw a Pacers game. It feels, it feels, it feels like when you go there, it feels very. Um, what do I want to say? Very Hoosiers basketball. It feels very like they knew what they were doing when they designed it. So keeping uh, the history in it. Yeah. So yeah, an awesome, smart. an awesome place to go check out a, a WWE event. Um, but and I'm going to hit you with this oh, as no. as something that you did not know. Uh, but my my Tuesday night was a little bit bittersweet and a little bit frustrating almost. Um, as I'm driving out to Indianapolis, I get a call from my girlfriend like yeah, in the middle right of the afternoon, this. and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, hey, what's up, babe?" And she's like, "Babe." My grandpa's in the hospital. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm driving out to Indianapolis. And she's like, yeah, this, that, and the other. And kind of tells me what's going on. And she's like, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. Just go to wrestling. Watch John Cena. Have a good time. And then as I'm walking into the venue, I get a text message. Yep. And she's like, my grandpa passed away. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. And like, now listen, there's a couple of different things going on there. First, obviously, I feel terrible for her family. Sure. You know, I feel terrible for, for, for her grandma, for her dad, for everybody involved in, in, in this story. But Cena's 50 feet away. Well, I mean, what am I going to do? And right. she, you know, she says to me, she's like, there's nothing you can do. No, you're I mean, already there. You know, you're already there. You like go, you know, go and enjoy yourself. But it's just such a, like, you know, and it didn't, it didn't like ruin my night. I don't want to make it sound like that. But there is, it's such a frustrating position to be in when you can't do anything. Like when you're just sitting there. And I'm like, well, I could, and no, I can't. Maybe if I text her, and you know, and I, you know, you try to text, but that doesn't do anything. I call her, and she's just losing her mind, emotional. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. And and and, and it's just like, God, like, what do you do? Like, what do you, you know? For I'm gone for 24 hours, 24 hours, and it's just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, no, that sucks. A, power, man. a powerless place to be. So you know, and I, you know, I'm not trying to. Like I said, it didn't ruin my Tuesday night, and it, you know, it, it was just, it was just frustrating. No, it's just, life. I know. mean, it's yeah. I mean, that stuff happens, and it's awful. And yeah, I, I, I saw a social media post late last night, and I'm not trying to be like, boy, if this would have happened on a more convenient time scale for me, that's not what I'm <laughs> no, trying to say. Yeah, fit it into my schedule. Right. right. It was just no, it was no, just, no, no. It was of course just, not. It was just. What do I want to say? Um. 
you just get in some positions in life and you wish you could do something, you wish you could do something, and you're yeah. just stuck in Indianapolis watching John Cena. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I would have carried a lot of guilt that evening. I, how could you not? Yeah, I mean, because you want to enjoy yourself. Because right. now you're there with your buddy right. who pulled strings, right. did this cool thing for you, and you can't be the killjoy for him, and yet you feel like, well, dude, if this is the way I'm going to act about this, I might as well cheat on her at this point. And so, yeah, that would do. That had to be tough. It was. There was there was just a level. Like I said, powerless is, is the best way to describe it for me. I'm, yeah, I'm, you know. that's, a, that's a gridlock of emotion there, yeah. man. Ugh. But I got a new John Cena shirt, so it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Dude, that's terrible. It is terrible. It's a terrible shirt, but it was awesome. John Cena has like nipples, it. but he doesn't have a belly button in Dude, this shirt. This is how this <laughs> Yeah, this is how dumb John Cena is. He's not even wearing a shirt on the shirt he's selling you. <laughs> Put a shirt on. Who spent more time shirtless out of uh, you know two of your heroes, Jr. or John, John Cena. Cena? John Cena competes without a shirt on, dude. He has a way Fair. of taking his shirt off. That's the John Cena way of taking. His I shirt feel like off. every time Jr. takes his shirt off, it's a competition too. You know, what I mean, very exciting. Which though. one of you thoughts gets to hang on? I'm glad. Oh, dude, stop it. He's a happily married man right now, dude. There's no such thing as a happily married man in the he's NBA. Got that, he's got that. He got that baby that he just had. Jr. Yeah, Smith stand up, sure dude. He does. Stand, he's in the probably McDonald's. got one in Milwaukee. He probably got one in. Houston. The McDonald's commercial. He's a good guy, but he is back. Yeah, you know dude. what? Good for Jr. on that McDonald's commercial. By the way, like that is kind of cool. Good for him. Well, you know, McDonald's will do like local commercials with with their guys, and sure. I'm glad they picked him. And honestly, uh, you know, uh, the more the more times they can say, "Hey, the McDonald's All American," the McDonald's All American, yeah. that just makes sense for them. Um, but dude, he's back. That's exciting stuff. I uh, I feel like the Cavaliers are going to be on the upswing because of that. So Jr. Smith, I do too. I don't know if he's returning tonight. I know Corver's not playing, but Jr. Smith is. Uh, He's listed back on the active roster. Yeah, no, that's now. good news. So that's good news. I mean, he's been gone what three months? Uh, it's been a while. I don't know if it's been a whole three, but it's been a while. I mean, it's been a little while he hasn't played. What's in, like Kevin Love? Like, where's that at? Um, I think he's still got a couple weeks of recovery, but I, I think as far as I've heard, everything's going according like on to schedule. Plan. Yeah, everything's going okay. as as expected. Good. Um, they'll probably cut Andrew Bogut today and uh and and sign another big. Um, yeah, who's that going to be? Uh, Larry Sanders is a distinct possibility. Um, okay. and another. A rumor that I've heard and in, 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 in on the short list of guys that they might sign as a big is Canton Charge player Eric Moreland. And if they don't, somebody's going to sign that guy. Somebody's going to going to call Pretty him good, up. Huh? So he's dude. He's a big dude that can grab rebounds and block. And you know what I mean. That's kind of what the NBA. Welcome to basketball. Well, when 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 you need a big, when you need a rotational guy like that, so I won't be surprised at all if the Cavs call him up. Uh, you know who else just is back in the area? I hear is Quinn Cook. Yeah, yeah, back with the Canton Charge. I uh, do I have that right? Did his did I, well, I know. 10 day contract is coming up. I did not see that he's back in Canton. I did yeah, I, 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 I read something. You know what? I, I don't want to misspeak. I, I, I read a headline this morning that said that that was happening. So I, you know, I, uh, you know, we'll look a little further into that. Yeah, his 10 day contract would be about up, but I don't know if the, if the Mavs were re-signing him or what was happening. No, I, from what I understand, from you know, like I said, if what I read is correct, he is, uh, he, he is back as a member of the Canton Charge, according to, uh, I think it was Charge Nations. You know Twitter handles, so that's not the actual you know Canton Charge Twitter handle. So we'll look into that and uh, and let you know for sure. There was a major drug bust in the area. We'll give you that information here just in a little bit. And also coming up at 10 a.m. this morning via the station's Facebook page, 
Listen to this. We have a corn pre-sale going on from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. today. And then also at 10 a.m., we're doing the Rancid and Dropkick Murphys pre-sale via the station's Facebook page as well. So uh, at 10 a.m., make sure you're heading over there, picking up tickets for some shows. We'll hook you up with some Incubus tickets at 8.30 this morning. But like I said, major drug bust in the area. We'll give you uh, that headline next on The Sandsbury Show. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9, again, corn fans, uh, be checking out the station's Facebook page at 10 a.m. as we're doing a pre-sale. And it, it, if I understand this correctly, that show, August 2nd out of Blossom, is corn, stone sour, and seether. Dude, that's a good show. It really is, dude. That's a really it good really show. Is. I really like stone sour, always have. I'm actually a little bit more of a stone sour fan than I even am Slipknot. And Seether has always been a radio rock band that I felt like was pretty good. And at this point, I mean, honestly, corn alone is enough to get me to want For to sure. go to a show. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, but you throw the three of those together, man. It, especially you throw it at Blossom, too. Like, that's a hell of a show. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm, uh, yeah, I'll be at that. That'll be an Uber. I like outdoor shows. Draft beer. Especially now, because everybody's got good draft beer. Oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we'll do a pre-sale for that. Station's Facebook page, 10 a.m. this morning. So pretty serious drug bust happened the other day. Maslin, where a a Canton man, got arrested. Craig L. McCoy had 29 bags of crack cocaine on him. Jeez. Yeah. Some uh, undisclosed amount of marijuana and a stolen... Loaded Ruger nine millimeter pistol, bro. Do not pass go. <laughs> you're going straight to jail. You will not collect your money. And dude, yeah, you're gonna be locked up for a long time. A stolen loaded nine millimeter with drugs. Oh yeah. Good oh, luck. Yeah, of course. Good luck. I-, I wonder why you know you specify in like a a, a specific number there of of twenty nine bags of crack. It's not like they said about thirty bags of crack, or they said a, a a considerable amount of crack cocaine or anything like that. They say twenty nine bags of crack and an undisclosed amount of marijuana. Like how much weed did the dude have? Uh, yeah, it's just it, a, it's just a weird. My guess is the the marijuana was probably personal use. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Just a little bit there. Uh, right. They said he had six hundred bucks on cash on him, and they believe that was due to selling some of the drugs and i mean probably safe something uh, yeah i mean yeah <laughs> you can't say it's crazy logic you know uh he was arrested around 9 30 jailed on felony charges of, of cocaine trafficking receiving stolen property carrying a concealed weapon drug trafficking having weapons under disability oh and uh he was already in prison once in 1993 for three counts of aggravated drug trafficking and felony assault and in 2004 for burglary. Okay, so yeah, we're talking talking the third time now well, on some yeah. serious crimes. You're going to be inside for a little while now, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, let's be real. If, if, if you're the kind of person who can push 29 bags of crack, this isn't your first run-in with the law. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start a life of crime today. And <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You're right. Because honestly, there's the mail room in any profession. You're, and you're right. You don't just wake up and be like, you know what? Today I'm going to start a life of drug dealing, and I just have 29 bags of crack to do it. No, you work your way up to you that system. You do. You do. It, it, it It's like, you know, people misunderstand drug dealing. It, it is like, honestly, like a sick, twisted college. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's an education system, and you kind of learn how to do it with, like, well, you step here, step here, step there, and, like, you kind of move up the ranks. Now, the sadder thing is, is, I mean, this guy probably has been involved with this his entire life. I'm sure this was a generational thing where it's, you know, this guy felt like it was his 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 only way in life. Um, but certainly, you're not just going to turn into a 29, you know, bad crack dealer. Dude, I mean, just think about that. Like, And I know people think, like, oh, I'm just going to be a drug dealer, and it's going to be, like, the easy street. No, it's not, dude. Being a drug dealer would be hard as hell. It's what I, well, hard as hell. And dude. again, this is what I always say when people start, you know, start talking about like, you know, charging drug dealers and this and that and like, you know, you know, stiffer penalties. And I always say to people, like, I, I'm a, yes, I absolutely lock drug dealers up, but you don't understand the threat of jail does not necessarily scare them. Not enough to deter you away from the fast money, the fast life, and then not having to work for somebody else, which that's a very freeing feeling. And there are personalities out there where people cannot do it any other way. But think about how much harder that is. If you're a person who is is not, you know, you're not going to work a nine to five because oh, I can't deal with you know authority or whatever like that. You don't have a lot of discipline. You're not going to be able to be a good drug dealer. Like that's the whole thing with drug dealing. It's like it takes discipline and it takes like the ability to go out there and and do work. Well, it's, it's it's depending on who work. you are, I, you know, it, it, it's hard work. It's not like an easy you know life. No, it's 24-7. It's round the clock. It's when your customers want the product. It's Crackheads always want it. They're always looking for it. And that's true. I mean, so it it is. It's round the clock. But my point is, is like they live in fear of death every day. Living in a cage short term Uh. isn't going to deter them away from doing what they're doing. The, the, The threat of what happens to them in the street is worse than any justice that the legal system could ever put on them. And that's why they're still out there doing it is because the money, because the upside is so high with the money. Although, you know, the old joke is what the old joke is. Every drug dealer and every stripper both say they do it for the money. Every drug dealer you know and every stripper you know is dead broke. Well, I mean, it's the definition of easy come, easy go there. It's not like that's sustainable money. Yeah, you might fall into, there might be a great windfall of cash for you one time, but over, you know, that's not going to be enough to sustain like a, a, a any, with any length there. I mean, I've heard that at the end of the day, um, when you factor in hours worked, money invested, you know, being arrested, lawyer fees, things like that. The drug dealers make less than minimum wage. Like yeah. the average John, you know, John right. Q. Public drug dealer. You just have nice things. If if, if you're a uh, you know a cartel god, if you're if you're if you're you know doing you know mush, pushing serious weight. But that's at that one point, thing. but at that point, you're you're up too far now. Because what's the exit? Like that's Death, the thing I always right. think of. Right or jail, and that's the thing I've always thought about. Is like you watch all these crime movies, right? And all these smart dudes have all their money buried in the wall. Well, how smart is that? Not very smart. Like, what are you going to do with it? Can't do with it. And welcome to the digital revolution. Like, more and more, cash is becoming less and less important. More places you go now, if you have cash, they're looking at you like you're crazy. Like, what am I going to do with that? Where's your debit card? Yeah, dude, I used cash in, like, the McDonald's drive-thru, and this lady was just like, she was like, oh, it's such an inconvenience. I'm like, lady, it's cash. What do you want me to do here? Right. Welcome to the new world order. And that's part of the reason why everybody, like, certain people want to push the digital revolution, because you you cut down on that. You cut down on, you know, think about it, like, how many cash transactions should have to happen anymore? Not that many. It's mostly illegal stuff. And so, like, you know, people are going to push on that. Yeah, dude, being a drug dealer, but honestly, it would... Not a good life. Like, all right, I... This is sad to say, but radio keeps you poor enough to where you think about it. Like, there have been times throughout my career where I'm like, oh, man, like, I got to tell you, like... 
dude, if I just hit me, if, if I could just do this, or if I just had a look. But then you think about it, it's like, dude, I don't want my phone ringing all night. I don't want people pounding on my door all night. Plus, I got a pretty public job. If somebody finds out you're the local drug dealer, that's not going to go well at all. If I just had you 29 know? bags of crack right now, maybe you know all I mean? my problems well, would be again, taken care of. I mean, I wasn't like, well, maybe I'll sell crack. It's like, you know, there are, there, there are other levels of it. But, you know what I mean? It just, it never seemed worth the headache to me, ever. Yeah, go fill, go fill out a job application. Yeah, yeah. work a couple of gigs. <laughs> go, You'll be go, fine. Go, go do But again, work. like because the threat of jail, like the threat of my freedom being taken away from me is enough to make me not want to do it. But for, 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 the, for the kind of people who are hardened drug dealers, it's not. Now, he was partially caught by the canine unit. And go. I thought this was interesting. And I'm going to admit this. And I don't know. I hope I don't get in trouble. Okay. But I was walking down the street the other day. I was walking down Market. Okay. And I, 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 I want to make this abundantly clear. I had nothing on me at all. Nothing. Wallet. The joke of a penis I was born with. <laughs> and my will to get something to eat. And I was walking down market. And then I, I had to like wait at the light for you know the little like white dude to show up in the box and tell me I'm allowed to walk. Okay. And I looked next to me, and there was a sheriff's car waiting at the light and a canine unit. And that dog was screaming bloody murder at me, like from the backseat, like face, like the you know had his nose like right up against the the window, and like he was screaming bloody murder. And I thought to myself, well, I know I'm good because I don't have anything on me. I was like, there's no way he, just off of my hoodie, like they're from a, cr- like I was on the sidewalk, they're in the street, windows rolled up, at it, but I was like, and I was kind of curious right there at that moment. I was like, I wonder if I'm going to be like, hey, hey, you, let's go around the corner and like, like look into this because the dog was going nuts. I did. I had like a little nervous moment. It was lunchtime. I just wanted to go get something to eat. At I the, was terrified. At the end of the day, dude, those are obviously super intimidating dogs. So, dude, if you've got one of those, if you've got one of those barking at me, whether I've got drugs on me or not, dude, I'm gonna be terrified. No question. Well, don't my, don't feel like like less of a man. No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. It's not that. I know that thing can kill me. It's not that at all. I was wondering, am I overestimating the power of the dog? Because I always hear like that they won't like. Aren't they like the most well trained dogs in the world, and they won't act unless they feel like something's up and he was like staring at me at that window like let me at that dude let me at him uh, still dogs still dogs no I, I don't know if it's necessarily that I think once you get them in the oh I thought they were trained so so they don't come up with like false once you get them in the moment of doing work then yeah they're probably really well trained and won't do you know won't bark at a false positive <laughs> but when it comes the to canine like, like punches in and punches well, out but when it comes when you when you've got their handler when you've got them running in the in their train okay, but yeah. when you're in the back of the car it's probably a different yeah, don't they put something up to its nose and then say go find this right, kind of right or like we just see way too many movies and we don't understand how anything works that could be still dogs i think they're still you know still, still i was i was like a little curious as to like geez i wonder if, is this gonna be a thing i was terrified 8 30 we'll get you hooked up with some incubus tickets and be right back with more sans ratio hang on 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8.30, we'll get you hooked up with those Incubus tickets. Also, at 8.30, you won't believe what they're thinking about doing to a movie theater. I thought this was strange. 
So we'll get into that and then pass out those Incubus tickets. Coming up at 10 a.m. via the station's Facebook page, we're doing a pre-sale for the corn show. Now, I misspoke a little bit. It's actually corn, stone sour, and skillet. Not Seether. We looked into that. It is skillet. That shows August 2nd out of Blossom. I'll take the L on that one. I think that was my fault. Yeah, but I mean... Seether, skillet. Just because you told me that doesn't mean I have to believe it. That's true. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because you told me doesn't mean I have to believe that. So it's uh, corn... Skillet baby metal is also part of that, and, ah. stone, and uh, stone sour. You baby metal fan? I'm not gonna say I'm a baby metal fan. I think people who say, "Oh no, I'm a baby metal fan," that's uh, you know. But dude, I would definitely want to go see that. Okay, like, so for people that don't know what baby metal is, it's these two like Japanese like the, young girls, like young girls, right? I don't know what their age is. Yeah, the Asians, you never know. I think they're over the age of 18. I think. Let's hope. But I think they're kind of presented as younger. Yeah, I think I I think you're probably right about. It. I don't know what the rates. And are. it's just over the top, like I don't want to say Japanese metal, but I, you know I, I'm sure we don't have anything. In the oh come on, Literally. yeah, no no no, come on. I wish I could play something, but I can't even get mad at Rock 106.9 for not no, having baby metal. You shouldn't, unless you knew Turt Tuesday did. Or yeah, something you'd be like that. way ahead of the right. curve there. But it's 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 it, it's a it's it's one hell of a show from what I've heard. Like it's one hell of a production. There's a lot of you know lasers and lights and and they're up there singing in Japanese and you know rock guitars are playing. It's I mean it's definitely being talked about a lot in the, right now in like cool music circles. So like you, I am a little interested if I can to like yeah let me see that let me see if there's something in that. And then you throw those three other bands kind of up there and it was well well worth the ticket price. Like I said, Corn alone is worth the ticket to me. Yeah. Where it's like all right, I'd go and 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 you throw three other bands in there. It's uh it seems like a good show. I'd I just I just saw Skillet not that long ago. I worked one of their shows at the Agora. They um they have that's an interesting audience because that uh you know if it was Skillet alone right. it, it's a it, it's a very different because they're very Christian based. Yeah, they're very Jesus. And so that's very very weird it's weird i don't know if it's weird but well, i mean them and Corey taylor on the same stage is different because i mean i just know what Corey's views are you know i you know the christian metal or you know rock music isn't necessarily a, a I mean, thing right but the thing with skillet is is they're not so in your face with it you know what i mean they're not like shoving it in your face at all times so there's a little bit of like no if you played skillet songs on the radio and you right. didn't tell people i'm not sure they would know yeah like that uh, that awaken alive song was pretty big that monster song was pretty big and if you didn't know you're just like yeah stupid radio rock song it's great it's yeah that's the one where where they where they affect the voice you go like a monster like a monster yeah that song was yeah listen i'm not making the case of like bro monster is the crank up yeah but but i mean it's you know it's good enough yeah they're good enough and 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 and, you know i i guess they're at least they're not number one shoving their jesus in your face number two thanks for that they're a little bit uh, i don't want to say poppy but uh, they're a little bit on the popular radio rock side and it always makes me scratch my head when jesus bands are over the top heavy like when they're like, whoa, Jesus is watching. That's strange. That's a little bit like, whoa. But here, whoa. all right. If I'm going to be honest, though, I like like POD and I like Skillet and stuff like this because there is an audience for it. And I got to tell you, growing up the son of a minister, if you could have made that music cooler and it wasn't like, I mean, dude, my version of that when I grew up was Striper. And it was all they were known for. Right. Where Skillet's not, that's right. not all they're known for. They're hardcore fans. Yes, the ones that are going to buy tickets to go to a Skillet show, that's who you're drawing. You're not drawing like the average fan. But you are, so you are drawing from that pool. But if you throw them into like, 
an Ozfest type situation. Right. You're not necessarily like crazy out of place. Like, oh my god, what are those dudes doing up there? And growing up, that would have been cooler to have like one or two more of them. Yeah, I guess. And it's, it's you like know, DC talking striper is what like the Christian band. Right. And it's oh my god, I don't want those. And then like I said, there's those over the top heavy bands like Zayo, where it's like oh my god, I don't even you know it, it, it's so so skill. It's probably right where it needs to be. Okay, going back to baby metal, uh, uh, Elijah tweeting in telling me that there's three of them. They're uh, 14, 14, and 16. Oh, well, those are not, they're so not over the age they, of 18. So, they, so do not be attracted to them. Do not, uh, so not do that. But, uh, but yeah, they're going to be, uh, you know, perform with Corn, Stone Sour, and Skillet. That's August 2nd, and we're doing a pre-sale, which is why we're talking about it, uh, coming up at 10 a.m. via our, uh, our Facebook page. There you go. So yeah, that'd be good stuff. So we were uh, we were talking this morning, and and you told me that while being off of uh, work yesterday, that that you were perusing some other shows, listening to some, to some other things. Indeed, I was. And uh, you have uh, you've given me some new information. And again, I want to be careful here because I've always said once he lost his job, I wasn't going to jump up and down on him. But you happen to be listening to uh, to the Mo Radio Show podcast yesterday just to see what was being said. Yeah, and I'm not in particular. I'm not ever a listener or anything like that. Like this is the first time I've listened to this dude's podcast. But the reason I I I tuned in is because you know I posted something on social media. I saw somebody interact with it, and and you know it said talk about I talk about the lawsuit, um, perjury on the stand. And Neil Patrick Harris's sex life. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. I got the afternoon to kill. Made it probably 20 minutes in before I was like, dude, that is enough. I'm not listening to this anymore. So I can't say I listened to the entire thing. Um, but the Mo Show, it started It started with a solid 10 minutes of talking about Neil Patrick Harris's sex life. And okay, whether, now- whether he is the bottom or the top in his relationship. Okay, now hold on. Okay. Because maybe I don't know. I understand Neil Patrick Harris is a celebrity. I totally yeah. get it. Right? Has he made news in the last few days? Because, like, why is he top of mind? I'm not that I'm aware of. I don't think I've seen any stories about NPH anywhere. But I mean, we uh, both know. do this, right? I probably would have seen something. And if if he would have been in the news, you would have said, "Oh, hey, here's the news story." And then, and then you get into what kind of sex does he have? But just to come right out of the gate with ten minutes straight of like, "Oh my gosh, butts and boy, butts and boners," and I'm just like, "Dude, enough, man, enough, and I, enough." <laughs> like, let's get into the content. So by the time that, that the dude actually got into the content, um, one of the main things he said. And he was suing his former radio station, Q92, right. um, in a breach of contract, saying that he was fired unjustly and deserved his salary. And again, and I will say this to any future broadcaster who may be listening. The company gives you the contract because it helps the company. Yeah. If the contract helped the employee, the employee would never sniff the contract. It would never come across your desk Ever. The contracts are always set up to help the company. Yes. Yes. Welcome to America. And I mean, let's be real. Most times here, you've got a company that is trying to get over on an employee and an employee who most times is just like, dude, thank God that I have a job. I just want to get paid and I want to have health insurance. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. And this obviously was was a case of that. So he sued his former employer, Mo did, and uh, lost his lawsuit, was told, you are not getting any money. You're not entitled to any of this. 
blah, because blah, somewhere blah. on page 43 of the contract that you didn't read every single word of, it says we can do this whenever the hell For we feel reason. like it. And it, and right. it, right, 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 right. Any, anytime you fall down on your job and uh, you know, obviously your employer, if you were late you twice, if job. anything, like right. everything in there is set up so where they can walk you out whenever the hell they feel See like ya, it. No money for get you. Out. Get out. Get Adios. out. And they remind you every time, yeah, every, ch- every chance they get. Yeah, they do. And I would too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> shove it in their face. I Look at you idiots. What do you want? Benefits and good pay? Never. Never. Um, but so, <laughs> so, sure. so he lost his lawsuit. And once he got into all this, into the podcast, the thing that, that really, really blew me away where I was like, oh my God, what is wrong with you, dude? He said, well, I didn't lose my lawsuit. My lawyer lost the lawsuit. <laughs> what? Come on. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, okay, see, this goes back to something my father used to say to my brother and I when we were kids, like every day. Boys, the most deceived is the self-deceived. It's like, dude, you're selling yourself a lie at that point so you feel better about what's happening. And that's honestly, you know what? Honestly, I feel bad like making fun of because that's sad now. Made that point numerous times. Yeah, that's sad. And it's like, dude. I feel bad for you. I didn't represent myself. I hired somebody to do it, and they obviously failed. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. You have to, at some point in your life, start taking responsibility for your decisions and accountability for your actions. Otherwise, you just don't look like a grown-up. Right, right, right. And I mean, like, it was a truly mind-boggling thing to hear. He went on to talk about how his female co-host lied on the stand and blah, 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 perjury. Dude, that's going to be a big, that could be a, that's. You think so? Well, you're leaving yourself open for a counter lawsuit. Um, Yeah, certainly. And right now, you're getting into a territory of like, is it worth it to her? Just, Probably not. We're just not. throwing lawsuits around, and that's really what you, what you, what you, uh, you know, as 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 a broadcaster is what you want to be very careful of. Is like, dude, you don't want to be the dude who's known for uh, failing at, 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 at suing radio stations. If you want to work in this business again, now listen. If you decide f radio, I'm suing. Fine, God bless you. Or if you think somebody's going to hire you afterwards, right? They're not going to hire you. That's just it. If you're going to sue a radio station, it better be the last move you ever do. If, if if this is the business that you're in, or you better be so right, like okay, once upon a time, right? Once upon a time, this is a this is an old story. But I was dating a woman who worked at the radio station, and we were all hanging out in the studio, and one of our bosses came in, didn't know she was in there, and he had his balls in his hand, and technically she was disgruntled at the at this point because the company wasn't like offering her money to do what she wanted to do. She wanted a better job, and she thought to herself. Well, technically, I have you dead to rights right now. Right. I have you dead to rights. But she thought to herself, I'm going to be blacklisted forever. He didn't mean to offend me. He wasn't sexually harassing me. And it wasn't this thing. And she knew. She was like, it's going to be one of these things where I'm going to be seen one way over something that wasn't necessarily me. And which that's not right. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's right. But she knew. She was like, I'm going to limit myself. In this industry, if I do this, and I, this may be the last thing I ever get to do if I do this. And again, she said, she goes, it's not like he was trying to sexually harass me. It was actually an accident. And like, that's how you kind of have to look at this stuff. You got to know, like, unless you have them, unless you're going to be able to make enough money to where you don't have to work in the radio business anymore, suing a radio station is insane. And it's, it's, it's insane. What would be the motive for anybody else to look at you? Right. You're just putting yourself. Now, should it be that way? No. If you've been wronged by your employer, you should be able to go 
close to them, and, and nobody should think illy of you, but that's not the world we live in, dude. It's Absolutely not. right. It's Absol- not. Which, by the way, you know, a friend of mine you know, was texting me the other day, and she was like, hey, I just kind of need to find a new job. You know, she's like, I know you know people. Can you help me out? And I said, right. okay. So what's going on? She goes, you know, she goes, I know you sometimes forget this stuff happens. She goes, I get sexually harassed at my job every single day. She's like, every day, she's like, her job is to like talk to dudes on the phone sometimes. And she's like, and guys will just make sex jokes with me because I'm on the phone and they don't, it's not like I'm not working in their office. So like, they don't think that like I'm going to have to, and There's I was like, be an issue, right? I was like, God, that, that sucks. And she looked at me, she was like, yeah, she goes, that sucks, <laughs> man. And I say this sometimes when this stuff comes up, I like, I apologize to women sometimes. It's like, you know what? Sorry. Like that's never going to happen to me. I'm not going to get on the phone with some woman. She's going to sexually harass me over the phone today. Like that's not going to happen. Speaking of radio stations and women, yeah. one of them did something uh, for, for, for you know the day without women the other day. We'll get into that at nine o'clock. I think that whole thing's probably going to end up backfiring. We'll figure that out. And uh, it seems like Browns Nation a little unhappy with the inactivity. So we'll look into that next on the Sandsbury. This report is brought to you by East Manufacturing. Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 7.30, we'll get choked up with a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. Uh, that game will be this weekend. Fantone will be your in-arena host. And I do believe I'm right. Quinn Cook, back as a uh, member of the Canton Charge. Canton Charge has won five in a row. Nice. Uh, they are a game and a half ahead when it comes to that wild card spot in the playoffs right now. So uh, Charge basketball surging at the right moment this weekend. A bunch of big games. And like you said, I'll be there, man. Excited. I'm going to come to one of those. I believe I have uh, I have some friends coming down for the weekend, so that seems like a good thing to kind of you know go out and do with them. So that'll be fun. So we'll pass out those tickets around seven thirty. You know I'm uh, I'm consumed with this Jimmy Garoppolo story, and if you don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo is the backup quarterback for the New England Patriots. Stands very consumed by. It. No, I am. I'm consumed by it, and um, it's all I can pay attention to. And I love like roundtable sports shows on TV. Love them, okay. right? Watch them all and kind of argue with my, with the TV by myself in the middle of the afternoon. I just I, <laughs> like I love it. Like, no, you're an idiot about you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then, oh yeah, well you know what you are making some good points on that. Like I love doing that, right? And so it seemed to me yesterday like everybody was beating up on the Cleveland Browns. Oh, it's beat up on the Browns. Beat up on them because the quote was is we'd be willing to trade the twelfth pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. And all the talking heads were like, you morons, that's all you're willing to give up for Jimmy Garoppolo's the 12th pick? And it seemed like they were making fun of us because that was what we said we'd be willing to give up. And I said to myself, I was like, well, they never said that's all they'd be willing to give up is the 12th pick. And I think so far with Garoppolo, the Browns have been kind of smart. Because what you don't want to do, you know you're going to have to give up more than what you want, okay? But what you don't want to do is... Just give away everything without being asked for it. Right, 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 right. I mean, that's the worst thing in the world is like, well, hey, I know what my bare minimum salary will be. That is not your starting negotiating point. Like, right. That's not what you're going to go into your boss's office and exactly. say. Exactly. Shoot high and then you kind of meet in the middle. So I kind of felt like the Browns saying, well, yeah, the 12th pick is on the table for sure. They never said that was the only thing that was on the table. And obviously, Belichick's going to counter. So why in the hell would the Browns just say, yeah, take this, take this, take this, take this, because that might be more than what Belichick was going to ask for. Now, I believe Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be a decent quarterback in the NFL. I know you can look at Matt Castle, who played 16 games, and then ended up not really being what people thought he was. I get it. And I, and I will grant all of you 
that New England's got a great system and they seem to get a lot out of guys that maybe other places wouldn't. I get all that. And I think there's an excellent argument there. You can't just dismiss that. There is a little bit of a system in New England. Okay, there is. And I know he played, what, a game and a half? And so I think, again, the Browns going, yeah, the 12 picks on the table for that for sure. Versus, hey, we'll give you everything for a guy that played a game and a half is a little bit of it. Now, I didn't even think about this, but Eric Mangini, former Browns head coach, was on TV yesterday, and he said, you know, if Bill Belichick is going to send a quarterback to the Cleveland Browns, buyer beware. It's like that is the last franchise other than the New York Jets that guy wants to help. Think about the history here. Oh, yeah, dude. He's got no reason to help you. Doesn't need any of your draft picks. Won a Super Bowl just... Uh, what, a month ago? The, the hoodie has not forgotten about being run out of Cleveland. No, that's a long memory on that, dude. Oh, for sure. That's a long me- that's for why sure. That's why he's that good. That's why he's that good. That kind of stuff drives him. That's why That's why he's that good. I mean, I guess when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, and like the concept of, oh my God, that's all you would trade for him, and they're trying to say that the Browns should trade more. I mean, it's the twelfth pick in the draft. That's pretty effing big. When we're talking well, about when we're talking about rumors about Joe Thomas, who's the best Browns player of all time. Everybody loves Joe Thomas. They were talking about trading him for a second round pick. Yeah, but so okay, yes, what? yes. But they flashed the last ten number twelve picks in league history. The best player. Now, granted, he's good. The best player was Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. That was the only standout, like, name, like, household name you'd know in 10 years at 12. So the point being is, is 12 can be a good pick or it can be like, eh. You know what I mean? Well, but I mean, one can be a good picker. Can it, be absolutely. Added. So there's no guarantee. And to, and to say that, well, oh the, oh, the number 12 draft pick hasn't panned out in 10 years. Where, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything about this year. Where is your gut on... On Garoppolo, is he Matt Castle or is he a guy that you think can transform this franchise? I do not think that he can transform this franchise. So no, I, I am not do you going think to. Adding him to the roster makes us eight and eight next year. No, not even close. I think adding him to the roster, six four, and ten, four and twelve, five and eleven. I mean, I mean, f- four and twelve. Yeah, you're adding a winner too. Maybe, maybe for Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe. I mean, dude, he's still playing on the Browns. He is still playing with one of the worst yeah. football teams in the history of football teams. I he's hear playing you. with a ton of rookies. Now, Coward was making an excellent argument to trade the farm to get him. Because he says, if you look at the AFC North right now, it's completely up for grabs. Big Ben's getting older. You saw erosion this last year. It's a, that's only going to get worse. Andy Dalton's always been a little overrated. can play, but he's a little overrated. And Flacco hasn't been great since signing his huge deal. And so if you're looking at he's like, Hugh Jackson's in what going into was what? Second, third year? Third year? He's like, dude, if you don't win. Well, if you were a team that was second. if you were a team that was poised to win, uh, then you'd have a point. Yeah, hey, dude, sell out, sell the farm, and, and and we've got a shot to to win the division this year. But dude, if the Browns sell the farm, they're not going to win the division. I don't care how up in the air the division is. I don't know about. I don't know if I buy into that logic. I think you got to take a hard look at Garoppolo, and here's why. You passed on Carson Wentz. So if you take Trubisky and that doesn't work, you're exposed as not knowing what the hell you're doing. There's going to be a ton of dudes who want to play quarterback in the NFL next year. A ton of them. 
ton of them, dude. I mean, dude, Brian Hoyer, where's he going? He uh, he just got moved to San Francisco. So if, if, if there's going to be, they're going after the guy you want. They're going after Kirk Cousins. They're going to be scrubs in the in the in the NFL who are like, dude, I need a job. I'll, dude, I'll take a beating. Robert, Robert Griffin the third's one of them. And and if you don't feel confident in the price you're paying for Jimmy Garoppolo, that you're going to get the return on investment, and certainly you don't feel like any of the dudes coming out of the draft are sold. You don't have to get a quarterback right now, dude. There's guys who will take the snaps, and the Browns are going to suck next year anyway. So I, I, I don't, I don't understand mortgaging the farm uh, to to get a dude who you're not 100 percent. You're making on. a lot of sense, but I do, you do need to start to see light at the at the end of the tunnel to ever be able to get the quarterback. Light though. at the end of the tunnel isn't getting that quarterback though. Light at the end of the tunnel is building a team, and the light seems really far away, but you're getting closer because you're adding dudes. Oh my gosh, look how much better the defense is. All right, now we've got a stud offensive lineman we're adding into the mix, and you do all those things, and the light gets closer and closer and closer, and then you get your quarterback. See, I worry. Well, yeah, I worry what Belichick wants is all your third and fourth rounders, which is where you build your your lines at, and he knows that, and that's where you win football is then the line. Uh, both of them. Well, I mean, if you whiff on Garoppolo, it's bad. I mean, if you whiff on the next quarterback, it's bad. I mean, that's the thing. Make no mistake. If Hugh whiffs on a quarterback, it's over. Probably career as, like, head coach, over. That's why I wouldn't take the swing on the quarterback. Take the swing on something you can hit, and you can whiff on a quarterback if you hit something, you know. If you hit something in the draft, if you hit two somethings in the draft, if you have three guys that are coming out and making an impact on the game, it's okay if you still have RG3 behind center. It's okay. A lot of the news coming out of the combine was teams are already thinking, you know what, we'll skip this year. We're all in on Sam Darnold next year. If you don't know, he's the college quarterback out at USC. Lose them but, all. But, I mean, you're waiting a whole nother college season and then a draft. I mean, dude, that kid breaks his leg, then what? Been waiting since 1999. At some point, you got to get the you got to get the bat off the shoulder, though, right? And I know I was the guy saying not to take Wentz last year. I know. But at some point, you got to get the bat off the shoulder. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the draft is where the Browns can add the most uh, talent to their team. Dudes don't want to come here in free agency. Dudes don't want to be a part of this. And what yeah, I swing, but I believe Hugh Jackson can make a quarterback play uh, outside of what their maybe their own level is. You know, sometimes like when you get the right guy, he can get the best out of you. And I think he was doing that with Andy Dalton. And so if we could take Deshaun Watson and he could sit a year, two maybe, and let Hugh really work with him, I would take Watson. But that's not the NFL. You don't get to do that anymore. You don't get to do that. Not bad teams. That's a luxury. That's that's a second vacation a year, Bill. And we're just not that franchise. And so like that's unfortunate because I think Hugh can work with a quarterback, but the league's not patient like that. And... Dude, I think if he doesn't win five games this year, he's going to feel serious pressure, and I think he might lose his gig. Ugh. That's why I'm consumed with this Garoppolo story. I'm consumed with it. Because I can't wait to find out if the guy can play. I believe that there's something there. But when I hear Eric Mangini say, you got a 40-year-old Tom Brady, and if Belichick's willing to let Garoppolo go to Cleveland of all places, it's probably buyer beware. I've heard other people make that argument, but it wasn't until Mangini said it. A guy who ran Belichick's defenses, coached against him in the division, knows him. That's when I was like, okay, 
there might be reality in that. Also a dude who ran the Browns even further into the ground. Even further, Eric Mangini did. So I think there might be a little bit of sour grapes there, too. Um, but at the end of the day, the Browns paid him a bunch of money. What does he care? And there's a real point there. If, if, if that's if that's what Belichick's giving you, eh, you might you might want to be buyer beware there. Now, Chris Carter says that Jacoby Brissett's better than Garoppolo, and that's what Belichick doesn't want anybody to know. I think that's maybe a stretch. I'm just happy we're not sitting here talking about Tyrod Taylor. I'm just happy J.R. Smith hitting the floor. Just happy about Cavaliers basketball. Come on. Screw the Browns. It's Browns now, baby. How many wins? Give it to me. March March 9th, give me how many wins? Four at the most. At the most. So I'm honestly looking at three, two, three. There's no reason for me to argue with you. <laughs> I mean, I got. there's no basis to say, yeah, no, they're going to win no, way more That's good. That. Positive momentum on their side right now. All right, we'll pass out some uh, Canton Charge tickets. And uh, a guy was asking this woman to marry him. <laughs> oh, believe what happened. We'll give you that next also. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Before we give you uh, this four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge this weekend, let me remind you, if uh, you're shopping auto loans, to check out CSE Federal Credit Union. Locally servicing you, uh, have been since the beginning, not going to change. Not going to cost you anything to talk with somebody about your options and even get pre-approved. So whether you're looking for your new ride, joy ride, whatever it is, first ride maybe, check out CSE Federal Credit Union. You can find more info at cscfcu.com. No matter what you're looking for, they have a loan for that. cscfcu.com. So I've never been married. Fantone has never been married. But when thinking about getting married, a man thinks about a few things. I've, you know, a lot of my buddies are married, so you know, kind of get in the conversation. You talk about this stuff, you know, and it seems to me like they always worry about is the ring right? That's a big one, and there seems to be pressure on a man to creatively ask a woman to marry you. And when is the next time I'm going to get oral sex? This is all over. This is this is <laughs> as I'm doing this. I know it's done. Maybe my birthday next year. Who knows? Possibility. Which. Damn it. If that doesn't prove how smart ladies are right there, nothing ever will. It's like they go right for the one thing you care about. Like, well, the, the, one thing one, you, the one thing you can't do by yourself. You're like, you know, I'd like to, but I, smart. I can't. Smart. Can't Man, they're far. smart, those, those broads. Man, they're smart. But a lot of pressure goes into, oh, my God, this needs to be a story. We're going to tell this story at dinner parties for the next 300 years of our lives. How is this going to work? What are we going to do? How is this, you know? Is that really as much of the thing as people say it is? Yes. Because, like, honestly, I don't know how any of my friends got engaged. Right? I mean, like, maybe it's a thing with women, but I feel like I have zero clue about All right, Fantone, I think there's a very good possibility them. that stories are being told and you check out. I'm not listening. I think there are. But yes, I believe you're friends have probably all told you these stories and you just don't remember and let's be honest you're a guy so you don't care your girlfriend will remember these stories i would i I would bet my life on that women care more about this than men do and that's why men stress about it so much is because you're trying to make sure you do this thing because you know you're you're you know the woman you're dating she's been wondering what it's going to be like when she gets you know asked to be married her entire life that is, of course, unless you're in Stansbury's situation. She's on her third marriage. It doesn't matter at all. 
She's already got four kids. Still married a lot of times. <laughs> Still married sometimes. You know what I mean? You have to deal with that. But a guy in California was going to ask his woman to marry him. Okay. Okay. And so he did like this ultra romantic thing where he rented like a small plane. They were going to fly over like this part of central California that they both love. And there was going to be a sign on the ground asking her, you know, the whole thing. And then he had cameras set up in the plane and the whole thing was going to be captured. And he's kind of like nailing it. He's nailing it. Right. Putting a lot of time and effort into it. Okay. But just as he reaches into his pocket to start to pull the ring out, he asks her. Will you marry me? He then, like, is pushing the ring in her direction. And they're in the plane. And he ends up dropping his head, like, you know, between his knees. They're, like, you know, they're seated in the plane. And he throws up everywhere because he got motion sickness. Now, he's got a cool fiance. Because then she just rubs his back and as he continues to hurl all over the plane. Like, he's throwing up all over the plane. And she's actually, like, kind of consoling him. And, uh, you know, she had a good sense of humor about it. But could you imagine that? First of all, you're in a plane. A small one. Because you rented, like, this plane to, like, kind of, like, fly you around. This wasn't, like, a 747. So you're, like, right there. There's no clean this up and sit no. in another seat and like all that stuff. Like you're in this ride. How disgusting is that? Uh, yeah, disgusting. But if you're getting married, welcome to a disgusting life that you two are going to live together. And honestly, I think this plays even better into the into the big picture of like, oh my God, here's the story. I think it's even better. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy obviously, like I said, put time, effort, money into all these things. So there was going to be a story anyways. But you make it all that much better once you throw vomit into it. Like, And I'm not just saying that because I think pukes funny i genuinely mean like okay so yes it sucked in the moment and obviously this guy picked a good chick because she didn't like you know oh no i'm not marrying you you just threw up and what kind of bitch would you be if you did that and she like you know comforted him and all this stuff and you're gonna see him puking again you're probably gonna have to like clean up after him at some point in your life so there's gonna be some disgusting things that happen i think this is great i think this is a winner for this dude uh i disagree i i think uh your wife would much rather have a different story than that and uh, we have the video. You can see it. It's up uh, right now for you in the Sansbury Show section of WRQK.com. And if you read the comment section from where I found this, multiple women, multiple. And I'm telling you, they put a lot of pressure on this. They all say, I would view it as the sign of the universe. I'm not going to marry him. It's the universe showing. Now, I think that's obviously a little crazy as people get motion sickness, which did you not know you were the kind of person who got motion sickness before you rent? I mean, dude, if you're renting planes, you got a little bit of money you've never flown before. Yeah, maybe it just maybe it's just one of those like one time things kind of. I'm sure, you know, if you drop altitude or something like that, it could have just happened to him. You know, no, you can't well, small planes are different it. too. Like yeah. I had flown on a lot of large planes, and then I flew on a very small, like prop plane uh, one time from like here to Detroit, and that did it. Made me a little. Not, I didn't throw up, but I definitely there was definitely some motion sickness type activity. We got bad news. Apparently, I can't make sense of this, but apparently, there's bad news for Canton, Ohio. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. This weekend, the year Canton Charger in action at the Civic Center couple of games, uh, one Saturday and one Sunday. We're going to pass out a four-pack here. If you need to pick up tickets on your own, you can do so via the Civic Center box office or at cantoncharge.com. Phantome will be your in-arena host this weekend, and uh, we'll pass out a four-pack here shortly.
And a bunch of good giveaways this weekend too. Saturday they've got the uh, the mini basketball. Oh, nice! The hoop in the basket and things like that. And then Sunday, uh, kids that come gonna be getting hooked up with a Cedar Point ticket. Oh, nice! Real nice there, dude. Yeah, dude. Amusement park season right around the corner. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. All those things, all those little like springtime. You see the commercials for Cedar Point. You'll hear birds chirping. And like, dude, an hour ago it was light outside. And right. At like six o'clock at night, it's right. still light outside. This weekend, clocks jumping. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about that. Add an extra hour on Stansbury's golf time right there. Yeah, I do like that. Haven't hit a ball in two weeks. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk for a little bit about it? You feeling nah. okay? I mean, like, is is is, nah. is your is your head about to explode? I, uh, you know, I do have some interesting thoughts on how I feel like they can fix the television product. <laughs> okay, Stan's probably been stuck at home recently. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, all right. Watch a lot. I, I think, you know, it's like, dude, these guys, they all shoot 2,500 for these tournaments now. It's because the equipment's so good, the ball's so good, and everything else. I think what they got to do is they got to take the yardage book away from them. They've now just changed the rule where they can use their yardage, like, like their GPS finders on the course now. That's crazy. You get a guy that can play that well, and you give him that much info, he should be 2,500. I think if you send them out there, you still give them the caddy. No yardage books, no advantage like that, and they kind of have to eyeball it like the way we do playing on Saturdays. Now all of a sudden you're not 25 under. You're still damn good, but you got to eyeball a little bit. I mean, right? Um, now if LeBron James was coming down at like center court and he knew this, I have to put this ball six feet in the air and 11 feet long, and exactly, he'd never miss. And Would the, never miss. The only thing I'll say about that is, you know, much like any other sport right now, everyone's trying to f- fight the offensive battle where you're scoring more points. I know golf's a little bit different, but what you want is a higher score in basketball games and a lower score in golf. So I understand why they want to give those guys the best opportunity available to make them as good as they possibly can to make sure that people are paying attention to the game. Because honestly, I mean, the equipment's so good, the ball's so good. Dude, guys like Dustin Johnson are hitting the ball 360. Like I, it's insane. I, I well, you know, I, I, it sounds impressive to me. I'm like, well, it's 360. Is that good? Yeah, sure, it's good. I mean, dude, a decent par four is like 475 yards. It, 440. I, I know that it was. I think a week ago or so, I saw an article about golf modernizing its rules. Was there? Yeah. Any, was there anything in there where you were like, oh my god, they're well, the integrity of the game? Now, like, here's the thing: golf's one of these games that's got too many rules in it, and right. nobody that watches it, even a guy like me who watches, like, I watch college tournaments, yeah. women's tournaments, pro tournament. I watch everything. And even I still don't know anything. I still don't know. Like, okay. so, so there's like, it's like one of those things that do that rule book is insane. But like I said, the one change they made, they're going to be able to use like their GPS viewfinders in like 2019 on the course. That's insane. You get a guy that's that good and you give them that kind of advantage. Like, I, I think a little bit is people kind of want to see you struggle a little, at least a little. <sighs> do people want to see athletes struggle? I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, maybe you, not a little bit. There's a little bit of the underdog story. There's a little bit of the, oh my God, they're going to come back. But I think as a whole, if the goal is just to get more eyes paying attention, lower scores is what gets you know, more impressive feats is what gets that. What I'm gets saying that to happen. is I think golf is unique in the sense though, that on television that yes, scoring in every other sport is so impressive is that the game itself. If I think a guy not knowing the perfect yardage and shorting it and putting it in the water 
helps. I, I do. Much like how I think sometimes a crash in NASCAR can help people turn on the NASCAR race. Now, a NASCAR purist doesn't want that. But like, but the casual fan, they do a little. Yeah, I, the thing with NASCAR is it's carnage. It's, it's destruction. Right. Golf, it's, Different. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's some fat white guy standing there looking at the... Looking First of the, all, the, they are all, all ridiculously good athletes now. Like oh, all these young kids. Oh, athletes, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, but, but yes, I take your point. I just think a little bit of that might, might help. But anyway, let's, you know, we'll, we'll move forward and talk about things you guys care about, not stuff I care about so there's another one of these lists happiest saddest you know best places to live in like worst places to live stuff here um and i don't know why it is but boy oh boy as a society do we love lists if you want if you want your article, where do i fit in right if you want your right. article or whatever to go viral or get a lot of hits Look or whatever just put it in a list form and be like hey it's it's just it's funny to me how every list now is specified particularly to whatever thing I'm into. Like, hey, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Well, this list is for you. Hey, do you wear funny socks? This list is for you. Hey, do you watch bass? This list is for you. And it's just like, God, dude, we get it. You want which me to, friends character are you? You want me to click on a website? I get it. None I of get them. It. Because I'm an it. adult. I get it. So if you start looking at the happiest cities in America, okay. Now some of this is just flat out weather, right? Okay. Porterville, California, San Antonio, Texas, San Diego, California, Durham, North Carolina. Now, but Anchorage, Alaska makes the list as happiest. But again, I think the people who kind of live there, that's God's country, the visuals, the look of it. Well, it's not necessarily weather that, that you or I would enjoy, but I'm sure the people who've made the decision to go live in Anchorage, that is the weather that they enjoy. Maybe. That is what sure. they wanted to be a part of. Salinas, California is part of this. Santa Rosa, a lot of California, a lot of Texas, a lot of Colorado, because again, because of the way of life in Colorado, Will combat the winner. I think. I think weather obviously a huge part of that, and I, I. It just seems to me like you're listing a bunch of cities that are financially doing pretty well too, which is yeah. an obvious another factor in. They that. looked at poverty rates, obesity rates, violent crimes per 100,000 citizens, and a five year the five year population change either you know negative or positive. Okay. Number thirteen on the list, happiest cities, like most happy cities in America, is a city that I. Absolutely love. It's a little underknown, but I almost moved there, so I have like a little <laughs> bit of love for it, which is Prescott, Arizona. It is such a cool little town. It's got all the right stuff, so I, I'm not surprised that that they're on the list. The happiest place to live. We'll, we'll just you know skip ahead here a little bit. Um, is Naples, Florida? Well, duh. I mean, Naples is, if you know Florida at all, Naples is nothing but millionaires and golf courses. That's all it is. So, of course, they like it. The poverty rate's at 14.2%. Your obesity rate's, listen to this, only 188 Now, Florida gets a little rednecky. So, I was a little surprised that the obesity rate, even in like the really posh part of it, would be that low. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's going to be fat people no matter where you go. Sure. Um, I- what do I want to say here? It's interesting the criteria that they use. I don't necessarily disagree with 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 all those different factors that you mentioned. I just don't know if that necessarily is the best indicator of are you happy or not? Are you content being here or not? But I guess body image and how much money you have and how much crime is you know happening in your neighborhood. I, those are. I mean, I they're not the only. But I think they're 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 yeah, definitely big things you'd weigh in. Factors in the equation. You would definitely weigh it in. And yeah, I could see Naples being like a very happy place to live. Having been there, I've never lived there, but having been there and uh, you know vacationing there as a kid and all that stuff, Naples very very nice. Okay, now Memphis, Tennessee is always like like the bottom of the barrel recently, and they are. It's like considered to be the most miserable city in America. We'll just you know skip over that. I know that's where everybody wants to know what's the best, what's the worst. But Canton, Ohio, Canton, Maslin actually rather kind of made this list. Okay. 
for worst, like most miserable places to be. Oh, son of a bitch. I thought we were going to be on the best. Canton Maslin came in at five uh, as fifth most miserable cities. Really? Yeah. In the country? Your poverty rate is 13.2%. Your obesity rate is 31.1%. Your violent crimes per 100,000 citizens is 323.7. And your five-year population change is minus 0.3%. See, like Naples was plus 10.5. Yo, well. So, you know what I mean? Uh, Well, welcome to it. People migrate to Florida. People don't migrate to Maslin. You know what I mean? It's not one of those things you do. The great Maslin migration. Yeah, you don't ever hear about that. No, one you really don't. Now, you bring up an excellent point because all of this stuff is obviously going to be true near where I, where you and I live, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm probably technically under the letter of the law, I'm going to be considered as an obese person, right? Under the under the guidelines of like you know the USD whatever that right. how that whole triangle thing is, I would be obese, right? And so, but yet I'm happy. Like, well, as happy as I'm going to be. Well, and that's what I was kind of saying is that, you know, all these things definitely are factors of it. You know, the, yes, your crime rate, your, your how you feel about yourself, what's going on in your local economy. All those things are going to factor in. I just don't know if those are necessarily indicators of are you happy or not? Are like, you the things I'm unhappier about are not directly related to the city in any way, <sighs> meaning like my life feels trapped somewhat. Like, and, and I said this the last week on the show and I meant it like the fact that I'm never going to live internationally really bums me out. Like that bums me out that I will never have another country as a place of residence that bums me out. I think maybe we're getting caught up in looking at this through individual lenses of like, well, I'm happy and I have to deal with all these things. But if I guess if you take a step back and start looking at it as a whole, as a group of people, these things are definitely going to weigh you down. And you say you feel trapped. Um, you've been places. You've done things. You've I've moved around. Places. Yeah, multiple people, states. people, people. You can only so therefore you can only imagine people who have never lived outside of Maslin Canton, people who have been in this area and how trapped they feel. And like, okay, there's a little bit of. And I love Canton, dude. I genuinely do. There's no question we'll about it. We'll stay here it. forever. I, dude, I will retire here. I'll I, die here. I, I don't care. I'm hoping to retire here. So with that being said, you know, I decided on that. I decided this is the city for me. Picked I decided it. this is how I'm going to feel about this city. That's true. People who have been here their entire lives aren't necessarily going to have that same luxury of like, oh, well, of course you like Canton because you've only had happy memories here that you've decided to make, that you've decided to be a part of. I've lived here my entire goddamn life. I've been trying to get out of here. I've been trying to do this. I've been trying to be a better person. I can't get a job. I can't get a job that's better for okay. me. But on the other side of that, a lot of those people, if I picked them up and I put them somewhere else, either one of two things happen. Well, honestly, a lot of things happen. But A, we know you just end up being who you are Where the next place are, you right? go. That That's totally going to happen. And B, then when you're no longer here, then you look back on where you're from and all of a sudden it's like, oh, but I missed this. Of course. And I missed yeah. this. And oh my God, dude, I'd give anything for a slice of pizza oven. Or right. you know what I mean? Things right. like that when somebody takes you out of here. That's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And so... I think that a lot of people who complain about where they live, it's because they have never gone anywhere else. Right. And But if they went somewhere else, they would really realize that everything you bitch about your hometown isn't anything to be bitching about. You, you are who you are, whether it's in Naples or, or Canton. The you reason, are who you are. The reason why I would – and I've only been here three years. That, uh, so, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've only lived here three years. But I uh, – the reason why I dispute where Canton Maslin ends up on this list of, like, you know, it's ranked, like, fifth, you know, most miserable city in America – the reason why I, why I will dispute that to no end is that my job is to meet people partially. Mm-hmm. That comes with the, you know you know with our job is to be out and to be meeting different people. When I meet people, they don't come. This doesn't. This does not come off as a miserable city. 
Like, people aren't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I we, even just, like, not meeting people through your job. Like, walking, like, all right, I live right downtown. So I walk down Market all the time. I'm always, like, walking around the, you know, the square and all that stuff and lunch and all that. And just even saying hello to people, they're not miserable. They're not, like... Like, I've lived in places where it's like, oh, God, dude, these people are just awful. Like, Canada doesn't come off that way at all. Neither does Maslin at all. Um, like, it, it, to me, like, the people I meet seem to be upbeat for what their situation is. Where it's like, dude, you should maybe be a little more miserable. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know what you you're saying. What I'm saying there. And, and certainly compared to other places I've lived. I mean, dude, you've lived in Flint, Michigan. And there, that's, and I'll always make the, 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 the difference between these two towns because Flint they made and Canton, the list too, by the way. Um, they're very comparable cities in the sense yeah, of. Yeah, Flint was sixth. They've, they've been economically depressed for 30 years. It's been a long time. It's not like, you Can't know. Can't drink the water. Right. Well, that part. you know, but when it comes down to it, very comparable in size, very comparable in demographics, all those different things. Flint, Flint is a town that gave up, and it gave up a long time ago, where Canton, I never feel like, has given up. I, I feel like even even for the trials and tribulations and the, and the issues that the city has, they still there's still people trying in this town. There's still people who are trying to make a positive difference, groups, organizations that are trying to do More that. More importantly, for Flint, you just don't feel that. More importantly, not only are they trying, they're succeeding in it. Like... The revitalization of downtown, like, again. It's real. Yeah, it's w- happening. When I talk to cops downtown, they're like, dude, 10 years ago, you would never live where you live now. Like, that would never happen. Flint, Michigan, listen to this since you live there. Violent crimes per 100,000 citizens is 581.4. Like, that's insane. Like, the crime rate there is way higher than it is here. And you can't drink the water. <laughs> like, and, I mean, like, and, 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 well, there are people that say you can't drink the water anywhere. Well, I mean, (laughs) but we know for sure in Flint it's an issue, right? When when your kids got lead poisoning, bring bring them and compare. But Uh, they say Fort Smith, um, you know, Arkansas, Oklahoma. It must be a bordering town. There uh, is like the most miserable place on earth. (laughs) When it comes to Canton Maslin and and those numbers that you kind of read, was there anything that jumped off to you like, oh my God, that's wrong, or oh my God, like I can't believe that? Because the obesity number to me is what I'm getting at. You you think it's low. uh, 31.1. Now, again, in Flint, it's thirty six. The fact that it's it's it, it at a third of of Stark County residents are obese. Number one, oh my god! And yeah, I think that might be low, dude. Walk around, walk around, and look at people. You know, you always say that, and I, dude, I'm telling you, I, is I, it true? I think so. Because here's the thing, and again, I live downtown, but late the last few days, again, I've just been walking to lunch and stuff because the weather's been a little nicer and stuff. And I just see good-looking women everywhere. Um, well, we're getting into springtime weather, springtime fashion. You start noticing them more. Skirts, oh, yeah. my God, look, the top down's on that car. A little, yeah. bit, a little bit of sunshine <laughs> yeah. on women, and it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you look so much better. Um, but Okay, fair. I, I, fair, I, fair, I, fair. I, I, I know what you're saying, uh, you know, but what that boils down to is, number one, America fat. Number two, Canton fat. So we're so used to seeing fat people everywhere where it's like, oh, you're not morbidly obese. Oh, well, you're pretty well put together. Maybe that's why I like it here. I fit in. You know what I mean? I fit in. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. Uh, that's this weekend. Let's pass those out. We'll take all our 15 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And I have bad news. God, I hate to be a bummer on Thursday, but we have more bad news about Americans and our sex lives. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I did not know this. It is National Meatball Day. National, <sighs> National Meatball Day. I kind of think it's Thursday. Yeah. But, uh, okay, I'll play along. If I was going to get a meatball, where, I, I guess I want to know where I get a meatball. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, I've, again, 
right down the street from my house, I'd probably rely on Napoli's for that. That's probably what I would do. Now. Yeah, dude. I mean, we always talk about Napoli's pizza, but the entrees are nothing to uh, scoff at. They're they're all delicious. I've had the Parmesan's there, both veal and chicken, and they're great. So I, I don't ass- know if I've ever had the veal there. I uh, I would assume the meatballs by top notch. I love veal parm. Um, I like Bugsy's a lot. If I'm gonna uh, if I'm gonna oh, if I'm gonna pump yeah, up yeah, an yeah, Italian yeah, yeah. joint, I feel like Bugsy's is pretty legit. Uh, Falcone's was pretty good. I've eaten there. That place was pretty good. I bet they have a pretty decent meatball. Dude, you know what? Meatballs sub. That's what I should be eating. Stop thinking about spaghetti and meatballs. Just talk about sub. Yeah, meatball subs are delicious. Delicious, dude. My dad's mom, like right off the boat, Italian, made the best meatballs ever. Oh, the stuffed shells were so good. God, I man, I miss her cooking for holidays. Like, cause every holiday, it wasn't turkey, it wasn't that stuff. It was all, it was just all pasta and like that kind of stuff. It was awesome. Most people are like, oh, I miss my grandma for her, you know, her wisdom and no. the ability, the, the way she was, you know. No, Stan's no. like, give me a meatball. Dude, my dad's mom made everything from scratch. The noodles were made from scratch. Woke up really early in the morning, had the noodle maker, had taught uh, my brother and I when we were kids. I don't do it anymore. No, of you course know, not. Kind of taught us when we were kids, and it was like important. And like honestly, I you know, kind of like an Italian family Sunday dinner was like a tradition. It was like a thing, and yeah, it was, it was Ob- something else. Obviously, as we uh, progress as a society, it, it'll it'll continue to go down this rabbit hole. But it's sad to think like. Food made from scratch, once upon a time, truly was made from scratch. Like, yes, your grandmother made pasta. Not boiled pasta, right. but made pasta. Ma- made the noodles. Nowadays, right. nowadays, if you buy a bag of frozen meatballs, uh, a thing of spaghetti, and a thing of spaghetti sauce, you're like, yeah, I cooked. I cooked. See, that, you know, my, buddy, my buddy's a chef, and he says to me all the time, you know, you always say you make dinner. You don't. You prepared. And he's like, that's not making anything. He's like, making it is making it. I was like, well, not all of us went to the Culinary Institute in, True. in Pennsylvania like you did. Jerk. But he is good. He's he's very good. <laughs> the one dude who went to the Culinary Institute and made it. Everyone else got scammed out. It's like it's, it's, it's like broadcasting school. <laughs> is it? Do you think that's true? I don't know oh, about yeah. that. Is I think that? it's like bartending school, too. We're like, okay, I'm going to spend my money, but I could have got a job working at Denny's anyway. What the hell did I go to culinary school for? Yeah, I had a buddy who was saving up his money to go to bartending school. Dude, come on. And, again, they used to advertise on the radio station a lot, so I don't want to, like, knock it. Yeah. But, like, I although, you know what? Today's... Honestly, like a lot of bars expect you to be like a mixologist now. Jesus. Right. I thought Dude, honestly, I think most bars would almost rather have you have no experience that way, hey, this is how you do it. I will explain to you how to make drinks. There's two schools of thought there, all right? Because a really good bartender is one of two things. Normally both, a good bartender and a really good thief. And so if you hire a bartender who's never bartended and you train them your way, they haven't figured out how to steal yet. And that's why a lot of people like to do it that way. Um, Because, again, again, if you own a restaurant or you own a bar and your bartender has a calculator anywhere near your register, fire that bartender right now. The register's a calculator. They don't need – they're keeping track and stealing the money at the end of the night. Fire your bartender today if you see that. That's just—I mean—that's bar one hundred and one. Well, bar you, owner stands very. If you own there. a bar, you should know that by now. Like you would think. Um, 
But yeah, so I, there are schools of thought. But also, what you want is you want somebody who kind of knows what they're doing. That way, you're not like so your customers aren't like Jesus. What, what is the hell? Right, and so it's kind of like something in the middle is probably the best of both options. There, what you want is probably have somebody start as a server for you and kind of train them along the way to be a good bartender. It's probably the best plan. I, you know, I, obviously, you know, jobs need to be filled, so people can't always do that. I have bad news for okay. us, and actually, a buddy of mine and I were kind of talking about this. Yesterday, my buddy Marty called me out of the blue yesterday, and we ended up, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while. We had a long conversation about this. But it turns out Americans are, in fact, having less sex than ever before. We're just having less sex. God, I thought this was the generation that was, I thought it was just degenerates, and we were all having so much sex, we weren't working. I thought, geez. No, that's what people, I think that's what people want you to believe. Okay. And, and I think that's what Instagram and Twitter and Tinder and all these things want you to believe, and that we're all like living these lies digitally okay. about how great their just lives are. awesome orgasms every day. Okay. So, a study found out that currently adults are having, now this may not sound like a big deal to you, Okay. But it turns out, you got to remember, these are averages. So in some cases, this is going to be very extreme. And so the numbers would actually be higher. That we're having sex about nine times fewer per year than we were in the 1990s. And again, if you look at married people, it drops off even further. Okay, but but you you kind of know that. Back in the 90s, Americans, on average, had sex about 62 times a year. All right. In the early 2000s, it dropped. It began to drop is when they they say in the early 2000s, that's when it started to drop. And by 2014, we had gotten down all the way to 53 times a year that we're having sex. Now, again, like I said, my buddy called me yesterday and we were kind of talking about how things have changed a little bit. And... I've been saying since I took this job over, there's been an attack on good times in this country a little bit. And, I, and I'm and i a little too guilty of ringing the bell and making it sound like, you know, oh my God, we're just tightening up. But we are kind of. Like, there's now, if you're the kind of person who likes to have a few drinks, it's like, secretly your friends are going, does he maybe have a problem with alcohol? Versus like, oh no, you're just a guy who likes to have a good time. Like, there's been a tightening up of our attitude and sex, definitely, because of the judgment that comes online. Even with even with things that have sort of enabled, I mean, like Uber obviously allows you to go out and drink, and Tinder allows you to go out and bang. You feel like even with advancements like that, those are still... I think there are enough people... Both things are always going to exist as true. There's always going to be whores, men and women both, and there's always going to be people who like are just like, I'm not just giving my sex away, right? So there's always going to be that. But and even though yes, that Uber helps you drive around, I'm telling you, I think that there's a judgment that people feel, and we've seen millennials just drink less than than you know previous generations, and they kind of view it. And th- th- there might be some good reasons in that. They're not all like it's just a killjoy. There might be real good reasons in there, but there definitely is a difference in the way people spend their free time, and we are less social in the sense of. Everybody getting together. We're much more social via the phone and setting up, you know, things one on one. Where there was a more like, hey, let's go out. Like I said to my buddy Marty, I said, you know, when we were all hanging out and running wild in the streets and you know hitting bars too hard, I said the thing was is that as much as it it was about sex, is I go back and I look back on a lot of those nights that I didn't get late and I still had great nights. Like there were still great stories that came out of that. And it seems like now, like people are less. 
interested in doing that kind of stuff and less interested in those kind of stories and more and again because a lot of it is i think that there's a serious amount of judgment now and especially like i hear women say all the time one of the reasons they don't want to go out a lot is because if they're in pictures now those pictures end up on instagram they end up on facebook and people now assume you slept with that dude and now people are talking trash about you. So if you go out three times a week and you happen to be in a photo with a couple of different people, you're now the town whore. And I think people are, are aware of that. And so they're tightening up. And I think people are having, well, obviously, I mean, we got numbers here that, that are saying they're having less sex. I get that people say Tinder and they just, you know, you, you just press the button and the next thing you know, you're getting late. But I don't buy it. It's not true. I'm on those things. And it's not that easy. It's not that like, well, you know what I mean? It's it's not. It's it like... And again, I'm a little bit different because I like the the meeting you in a not just a bar, anywhere, store, fine. It doesn't take the booze out of it. I like meeting you, I like talking to you, I like getting to know you. And I think that's being lost in some of this stuff and it's leading to less sex. I think it's definitely a factor that people are living their lives differently. Like responsibility's cool now. I grew up in the excess era. 80s, 90s, excess. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to necessarily disagree. I just find it interesting now that, like, what was, oh, worst generation ever, you know, and I'm not saying from you, I'm saying from no, the that, broader. But, but, no, that's the dialogue. From the, from the broader yeah, society. Yeah, that's the dialogue, for worst, sure worst generation ever. Um, you're ruining your lives with Tinder, and you guys are all just hooking up with each other. Now you all have STDs, and now you're just a bunch of immoral a-holes, and you're using these drugs. Well, some of this is math, and you can make math look the way you want it to look. I, you know, I just, and, and, and I just find it like... Well, like here's here's this. Damned and, if you do, damned if right, you don't. And right, millennials are. I right. mean, that, and that just welcome to being the younger generation. I don't think that's not. I don't think that that's a new problem either. My generation dealt with it. Yours dealt with it. I, I think. I guess the thing there is though is that like, well, hopefully as as we all kind of get older and become that older generation, maybe we'll all have in perspective that like, oh, maybe this next generation isn't the worst ever. Maybe I'm never just happened. Because, no, people are just going to do it. No, dude, never happened. Pay it forward came out 20 years ago. People are still awful to one another. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we yeah. all we, we get caught up in those things momentarily and then nobody's looking right back to who you are. But like we did, I spent a significant portion of, uh, of a phone conversation yesterday kind of talking about that, how people are just are not. Like, good times are now seen as, like, careless and reckless versus just having a good time. There's a difference in that. I'm kind of happy that I got in and out of the system when I did. This is, would be a weird time to be young. I mean, I guess, you know, every time's weird when you're in the moment of it. But I like the collection of people, even though I avoid people at all costs. But I like, like, going, I like going out, I like meeting people, I like being social. I talk about it all the time, like the Tinder and the POF, it just depresses me. It's honestly just the thing I'm normally doing to kill time during a television show I'm pretending I enjoy. Was spending too much money on cable? The numbers hit pretty hard for, you know, do I still have this? For married people. Let me see here. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, married people were having actually more sex in the 1990s than single people. You were up to like 73 times a year. Good for you guys. 73 times a year. And again, you have a partner there. You're, you know, you're not on the hunt. You, you know, it's somebody you already know that's willing to have sex with you. In 2014, that number dipped all the way to 55. Yikes. So you, as a married person, are still more, like to be, more likely to be having sex on a regular basis, yeah. right? 
Overall, they say it averages out, yes, because you're living there and you want to have sex. That person wants to have sex. You have sex with one another. Who cares if you're both bored and disinterested in it? You guys have been banging each other for the past 20 years. Like, oh, my God, I have to do this again. You're getting more. That's all that matters, right? You know, I was telling, you know, while I was having this conversation and I about saying all this and about the fact that, you know, I think especially people that are getting closer and closer to my age want to have less, like, casual sex. Right. I started to think, and I started telling him yesterday, I was like, honestly, at this point, like, the idea, I kind of put myself on the bench a little, and the idea of, like, yeah, the idea of sleeping around right now doesn't feel great. Just mashing genitals with anybody you meet. You know, like, I told him, I was like, it's been so long since I met somebody that I was like pumped about where I was like, yeah, you know what? I can't wait to know, know something else about you. You know, I hope she texts me today. I ho- like I haven't met somebody that, that, that kind of pumped me up like that in a while. And it, that's kind of been bumming me out. And I'm ready for the weather to break because I think that stuff's easier. Everybody's in a better mood. More people are out. More people are walking around. But it's, dude, it might be girlfriend time. It might be time. I know all my golfer buddies are going to be like, what are you doing? He'll be, he'll be 10 days into talking to a chick, and then nice he'll just self-sabotage. He'll throw, he'll throw roadblocks in this way. It'll, it'll be I just awesome. don't like her, man. It'll be awesome. I just don't. All right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm an onion, man. You got to pull me back a layer at a time. It's the way it works. It's the way it works. You will not believe what a movie theater is doing out of desperation. We'll give you that and also Incubus tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Keep this in mind, coming up at 10 o'clock via the Rock 106.9 Facebook page. We're doing a pre-sale, internet pre-sale for corn, August 2nd out of Blossom. Also part of that is Stone Sour, Skillet, and Baby Metal. A show to go see, dude. That yeah. is August 2nd out of Blossom. Also at 10 a.m., we're doing an internet pre sale too for Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. You're not wild about that whole like I don't like punk music, punks, you know, I just that whole don't. thing. And I, I, I don't know what it was, but I can even remember being in like middle school and everybody's like, no, dude, check out No FX, check out Mustard Plug, check out all these bands. I'm like, these bands suck. Of course, you had to kind of pretend like you liked them. You're like, yeah, man, I like Rancid, but no, I didn't. I mean, the one Rancid song everybody knows that got played all over the. I bet. Do we have? Well, do we I, have Ruby? I, I mean, Ruby was alright. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna that say that them, there's, right? there's never been a song. Yeah, no, there's songs. Sure. Yeah, I ain't sure, but who's the best out of all of those bands? In your opinion, obviously. I mean, you know, we're solely opinion I liked, based. I liked MXPX when they were a thing. Okay, yeah, I can get down with some of that. Rancid was Time Bomb. This was a good song. All right. Yeah. This was a good song. I like yeah, I always thought Rancid was alright. And you know, I grew up a social D fan, so like yeah, I so yeah, yeah. you know, I can get in like honestly, Live at the Roxy by Social D is probably in my top twenty favorite records of all time. I love Live at the Roxy. That album's so good. Hey, are they actually from somewhere else? Is Rancid? Like, I don't know where. No, they're, they're probably from California. Are they, they faking to, that they too? They try to sound British. Yeah, that whole thing's weird to me. It is weird. That whole thing's weird to me. Punk music's weird. Rancid and Dropkick. That uh, that presale starts 10 a.m. via the Rock 106.9 Facebook page. We know we don't play any of those bands. We get it, but like uh, you know, every radio station in the history of you know the business has given away tickets to things they don't play. Speaking of Dropkick, I feel like it's probably an excellent time to mention it, right? Yeah. So. uh... 
St. Patrick's Day, we will be out. We're going to broadcast live, tilt to kilt, 6 to 10 a.m. that morning. And then, actually, then going to move the party. And uh, we'll be at the Camp Brewing Company from noon to 2. Smart. We're doing the Stansbury Show pint glasses again this year. Actually, you know what? Remind me. I want to talk to management. I want to get enough glasses made to where every pint you get the two hours that we're at the Canton Brewing Company gets poured into pint glass. I feel like that makes sense. So let me see if I can get that done. But we will be passing out the pint glasses. We'll probably blow out the rest of the Sansbury Show stickers that we have as well. St. Patrick's Day. We'll start that morning, 6 to 10, at the tilt to kill I saw this, and I, you know I've long said I feel like the movie theater is one of those things we just don't need anymore. And I'm the guy that always bitches about like jobs being you know taken away and you know technology you know putting everybody out of work. But the movie theater is just one of these things I can't for the life of me figure it out. Um, I, I I'll stand firm. There's some movies I do like to see on the big screen, but that's maybe two movies a year that I feel compelled to do that. Maybe that, one movie a year I go and actually do. That. I think that's why the, the the comic book movies have been as big as they have. Is that it does feel like an experience. Like, The Notebook doesn't need to be on a 70-inch, no. you know no. what I mean, on a huge screen. Most like comedies, most like... Yeah, You Got uh, Mail doesn't need that. Right. I mean, most 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 movies don't need to be on that. Um, but when you've got, like, Iron Man fighting a bunch of aliens, I do want to see Bigger that. Bigger the screen helps. I do want to see that. Even the, the last movie I went and saw in theaters was that new Star Wars movie, because I was like, well, dude, yeah, you can watch it when it comes out on Netflix or Stars or whatever, and you can watch it, but it's like, no, you want to go see this. Full throttle, yeah. Sound, you know, sound coming at you and all that. So, hey, the blockbusters are the reason why I think movie theaters still exist. So, the new thing is there's a there's a cinema chain out of Mexico, and they okay. actually have one in in Los Angeles and San Diego, of course. Okay, and uh, their idea to get parents to come to the movie theater is they've built jungle gyms in the front of the theater. So you know like those those rows where nobody wants to sit right because you're like looking straight right. up they've like taken it down and they've put like well, a McPlay place essentially okay. is what this is in okay. front of the movie theater and so your kids can get up and go like go around there and kind of play while this movie's on okay now it does not say in this article that I'm reading whether or not they're doing this for movies that you want to see that your kid and so your kids will go play the thing or if they're doing I would assume this is for the Disney type movies yeah yeah I mean isn't this just going to lead to more yelling and more screaming and less paying attention and le- I like I, I don't n- think I don't think the goal of taking your kid necessarily is like yo you have to sit here silently for 90 minutes if anything that's counterproductive to what your kids actually able to do so if you do want to take your kid to a movie and give them that option of like all right well if they get out of the seat and they want to go do something because you know Cars 2 is lasting too long it's not going to be the end of the world it's not going to be a complete waste of the family trip so when you're you know when you're taking your 10 year old and your 4 year old it's like all right well if the little one wants to go you know at least little Jimmy can still watch I don't know the kids movie okay yeah I just think ultimately it's well again I don't have kids but like you're encouraging them to go be rambunctious versus in a place that is, I, I mean, what's next? Do I got to build the jungle gym in the library too? Like, well, you, most libraries do have like a kids zone, like a kids area where like you can not only get kids books, but there's like different things to do there. Yeah, I think that's, I, I think that bridge has already been crossed, buddy. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's still encouraged that you don't, that you're not screaming in there, right? Well, I mean, right. who needs the library anymore anyway? I mean, you have you, you know you have an iPhone, so anything you want to look up, you're you know I mean you're doing there most of the way anyway. It's not like Americans read books anymore, and so like it, that might not be the right analogy, but like 
I guess this is not, why it doesn't bother me is I'm never going to go into one of these theaters. They're not taking over every theater and doing this. So it's not like, oh my God, what are we doing? Now, now that's what I was going to say is when you've got like Tinseltown up on the strip, if they did out of those 16 theaters, if they did one kids theater where it was like, hey, we're going to be playing, you know, kids movies. Then here. what do I care? There's a jungle gym here. There's, you know, we're not so strict about, about making sure you're quiet throughout the entire movie because let's be real. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are some parents who are like, oh, I'd like to take the kids to go see the new Lego movie. But dude, I don't know. Oh, the three-year-old, is he going to be able to last that long? Uh, sorry, sorry, Jimmy, you're not allowed to go see the Batman movie because your little brother's a snot-nosed punk. There's also, you know what I mean, like a $3 surcharge for these tickets. It's like 3D, right? Okay. There's, so yeah. it's going to be a couple of theaters, and if you want to see the movie in 3D, then you do it. And if you don't, then you don't. And so like, this isn't going to affect you unless you want it to. It's just... Now a dark room, sending my kids to play with other kids down in the front of the movie theater. I'm paying attention to the screen, looking at my six-year-old who's not down there. Now, I don't know. I guess you're right. If they were doing these in adult movies, not even, I'm not trying to say adult, but like, you know, regular movies. Like an R movie or like a PG-13 movie, right. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's a problem because some people are going to be in there for, you know, watching the movie versus like, hey, I'm here with my kids. But as long as it's not, as long as it's not like. If you, here's the thing that I keep forgetting is that if you now put a jungle gym at the front of the screen, you've given me no reason not to take out my cell phone and have that thing lit up in the well, front. You know what I mean? It's, this is now becoming something else than going to the movies. I, I, if anything, it's just the going to the movies without the, rule, the, 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 without the taboo of it. No rules like, movies. Yeah, and I think there's probably a, a place for that. And if anything, doesn't this make you as a moviegoer like, well, at least I'm not going to have to deal with these stupid kids yeah, but I guess you're not going to see kids' movies anyway as an adult, so. Yeah, no, well, I mean, no, pro- probably not in the theater. No, the one time, <laughs> I remember be. when, like, the Scooby-Doo movie came out. Like, me and my buddy went, like, one Sunday afternoon. People get high and go watch movies. Exactly. And we we were, like, there was, like, nobody there but, like, one mom and, like, her eight-year-old. And she, like, death-stared us. Oh, oh she she, of course she knew. Of course she knew. And she just death-stared us the entire way we walked up. Because, of course, we were like, well, we'll just sit in the last row. <laughs> So how dare these people take their kids to the movie theaters and interrupt me? I gotta get high I'm in here. Stoned, reeking like marijuana in a public place. How dare they infringe? Get your on my kids rights? out of here! I need to be a degenerate in this place. <laughs> how dare your kid be loud? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll pass out to make you miss tickets. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're about to get hooked up with Incubus tickets. They're uh, playing, I believe it's July 25th out of Blossom. Yep. We'll pass those out here shortly. I uh, have made a complete mess over here as a uh, our front desk woman, Linda, who is the nicest lady ever, will occasionally pick up some food on her way in, and sometimes she'll bring me breakfast. And she brought me a big breakfast from McDee's today, and I love those. And But I have, I, like, I spilled the syrup and it got all over like my notepad where, where the rundown for the program is written on. Now, granted, I mean, we only got about an hour left to go, so it's not going to be the biggest problem ever, but it's... Uh, and let's not pretend like this is the first time that syrup has been involved in our show plan. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, it's, uh, but it got everywhere. You know what's crazy about that is that, you know, as I just like wolf down a big breakfast, is that's not... that's God, dude. Land speed record wolf down a big breakfast. Like, here's the thing about that. That's not the first time I've had pancakes today. Jesus. I woke up, I went to bed really early last night, 
And when I do that, I wake up really early. And I like kind of doing that because then I'm like up and energized and like ready to go for the show and the like. But I woke up early enough to where I made pancakes at home for breakfast this morning. Like that's I got oh, up wow. at like two thirty this morning. Oh, wow, Stansberry and Jemima style. He <laughs> just just whipping well, them up. You know, I've uh. I've been kind of uh, on house arrest a little bit lately. Not legally, but like, you know, just, well, whatever. And uh, so I've been like doing the grocery shopping at Rite Aid because it's walking distance. And so, yeah, it's been a lot of eggs, a lot of bacon, a lot of pancake mix, a lot of that kind of stuff. Jeez, you're grocery shopping at Rite Aid? You're going to go broke, man. Don't do that. Yeah, no, it was like it was like 33 bucks by the time I got out there. The other day. You know, for like nothing. But yeah, now I got syrup everywhere. Everything's sticky in here. So you just said something to me during the break that made me mad. Because, <laughs> again, like we said earlier, it was National Meatball Day. And it was like, yeah, apparently that is. But, but what, you found out what, what other day is it? Uh, today is hashtag National Get Over It Day. What does that mean? Uh, get over it. No matter what you're pissed off about, no matter what you're so upset about, no matter what's grind. Well, you know what's grinding my gears? Get over it. Nobody cares. Ah, I, dude, I can get behind that one. Right? I mean, doesn't that feel like a... Uh, what should you let go? Um, What do I need to get over? Uh, probably myself sometimes. I mean, if anything, there's a little bit of like, all right, dude, we get it. You're the coolest person in the world. Um, But I don't know. I don't think I'm holding on to anything that's from my past or anything. I don't think there's anything that I haven't like mourned or, or like processed as an adult. Is there anything that you feel like, dude, you got to get over this? Yeah. Her? Yeah, that's not going to happen. And uh, I'm uh, uh, every every chick you've slept with in the past five ever. years. It's like it's like, oh, my God, I hope he's talking about me. Was that who Fantoma I mean, when he said her? Are we talking yeah. about me? I know no. that's by design because then they because no, no. then they all call. No. <laughs> yeah. So no. So, yeah. Um, no, that's not going to happen. All right. If I'm going to be honest and, and I got to be a little careful here. Um, I have over the last few weeks, I've been carrying around some discomfort is what I'm going to call it. Cause it's not anger. Okay. It's just a little discomfort with a few things that happen behind the scenes here. Okay. All right. And ultimately everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine, but I was kind of carrying and not was even still a little bit carrying around a little bit of, you know what? Kind of screw you a little bit for how that, for how one particular thing happened to go down and it's not going to benefit me in any way, shape or form. And it will only benefit me to get over it and move forward and just kind of like put it to the side and, 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 you know, continue to go about my life. Changing the things you can, accepting the things you can't. Exactly. Not wise enough to decide. Exactly. To so, okay. it's, so, I mean, there are obviously, you know, bigger things in my life that are probably true of that too, where I just need to let it go. Um, and I've been doing a much better job over that over the last few years. Like, like my life has been very stressful for the last few weeks, and I'm doing a lot less yelling about it than anybody I think would ever expect. It's what do I want to say? It's it's difficult with some things because it's like you feel like it's so big and it's such an important thing that you want to get over it. But I feel be, like if if you don't, if, well, dude, if you don't care about that, then are you being responsible? There's, like, but there's no finish line of caring about things. I feel like you can't just wake up one day and say, "I'm just not going to care about her anymore. I'm not going to care about this anymore. I'm going to." care about that anymore. Because if you're making the conscious decision to try to do that, you it just shows care. how much you still care. You still right. care. But Absolutely. I, I, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess if, if if you're moving towards that, it's better to like admit it and say it out loud and be like, hey, I'm still holding on to this yep. issue. But, you know, it, it, you just can't do it. It's not as easy as just throwing something down and being like, eh, No, I mean, that would be nice. But no, uh, baggage is, is, yeah. is that because yeah. you're carrying it. That's exactly why it's referred to as baggage. We do have Incubus tickets. July 25th they're playing. Blossom. We'll get you hooked up 
up right now. We'll take caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll uh, send you to see Incubus out at Blossom. And, uh, you know, today's like National Get Over It Day and National Meatball Day. And every day's kind of got like the, it's this day. And yesterday was a big one. And you won't believe what one radio station did and thought was a good idea to do for that day. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. It's Hone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seeing. Dude, I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RoholtVision.com. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you're shopping car loans, check out CSE Federal Credit Union. The reason being, no application or processing fees to apply for the loan. No prepayment penalties. Pay a little early, no penalty for that. You're getting great low rates with terms available up to 84 months. You can even get a warranty with that as well. Shopping any kind of loan, home, auto, personal, whatever you need. Check out CSC Federal Credit Union. Their website has more details for you. That's CSCFCU.com. So apparently yesterday was a day without women, right? And, uh, and, and and people thought we were off for that. Started International Women's Day, became a day without women. And apparently this is one of those things, uh, you know, people have looked into the history of this, and, and I don't know if they're right or not, but I've read a few articles this morning that says this was actually started 100 years ago in Russia and all this stuff, and it's not new, and it's not this whole thing, and that, you know, this is just... Us kind of, you know, showing up late to the party, you know, taking credit for it. Okay. Think. All right. So whatever. I don't care about that. That's, you know, that's neither here nor there for me okay. personally. Um, you've heard me say it plenty of times on the show that I don't feel women are equal to men. I feel women are superior to men. I've said it a million times. And no matter how many times I say that, when I question women about things that they do, people call me, you're a sexist. Right. Um, uh, all right, so you feel like women are better, but do you feel like they're treated the same as men? No, I think in a lot of in, in a lot of areas in life, they may not be treated it, it, the same way men are. Like I said, you know, I told the story earlier about a friend of mine who listens to the show all the time. She's looking for another job right now because she feels like she's sexually harassed every single day in the work in the workplace. Now. I'm sure that's true. I know her to be, you know, a non-liar, so I will believe her. But then I also, on the other side, I also have a friend who complains about sometimes while being in a business meeting, she'll be asked to do something and nobody else in the room is. And I said to her, and she goes, and I'm the only girl, so they asked me. And so then I start asking her about the other men in that meeting, and it turns out, no, you're the lowest person on the totem pole. That's why you're being asked. Not being asked because you're a woman. You're being asked because you are the the lowest person on the totem pole, and that's how it works. Those people have all been there longer than you have and have uh, and have higher positions than you do. That's why you're being asked, not because you're a woman. So 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 both things can exist, right? And so like the whole point of this was is like women weren't going to show up to work. They weren't going to do all these things, and you know they were going to show us what a you know like what a day without women would look like. Okay. Be terrible. And I, and I agree. I think women add, obviously, there's no better reason in the world to wake up every morning than a woman. Okay? So I totally get that. Okay? I, um, you know how I feel about these kinds of, like, shows of strength and all that stuff that I don't feel like much comes out of it. And I feel like I'm right about that. I feel like we got more than enough, I mean, just this last year of this where it's like, well, okay, but what happened? 
I mean, nothing really. Like, and I always hear awareness, awareness, awareness. Great. That's great. I, I, I guess because all that happens, that all I ever hear about is people bitching about the awareness, nothing else. So a radio station in Alabama decided they were going to try to like capitalize on this day. Which, I mean, yo, you're in the business of capitalizing on things. Yeah, you might as well. You know what I'm saying? If, if it's a hot topic. I would agree. Although you got to be careful. You can take a big swing and make a huge miss here. Right. So this is not our company. It should be. Uh, I should tell you that this was Cumulus Media. And they don't technically have radio stations in this market. They have no. radio stations you can hear in this market. But technically, they're out of the Youngstown area. But this was Alabama. And the station's called Hot 1077. Hot 1077. And they took all women off the air. Okay. Not just the female, like, air talent and the female voice of the radio station, like the imaging person. Okay. They took all the female artists off of the radio station. And operations manager, Ken Johnson, said this was an easy decision for us. Says women are at our core listeners, and these women contribute a great deal to our sound. Honoring women by highlighting to the community how how important they are is a no-brainer. He then goes on to say, plus, hearing more Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, and Luther Vandross is not a bad thing. Which I, I would agree. I love Teddy. Dude. Sweaty Luther. Teddy? Dude. Some Luther up That's in the it. real sweaty Teddy, not Jeez. Nugent. The real sweaty Teddy's Teddy Pendergrass. Get right? Al Green up in it. Get that same cook up in it. So first, I'm going to say this. This is why this company wins right here. This is why this company wins. If you're playing Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, and Luther Vandross, and your station's called Hot 1077, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. So welcome to why iHeartMedia wins, because we're smart and we know how to brand. Okay. Not only that, but if I were a radio station, what I would have done is I would have went the other way. I understand women who work places want to maybe show your boss, you know what, I'm not coming here, and maybe tomorrow then when you don't have me to rely on all day, you'll realize how important I am. But if you're a radio station and you want to drive home the message of how important women are, then take the men off and play nothing but women and show, like, look, this is how much women have contributed to the musical universe. You missed a beautiful opportunity to do this correctly, Cumulus, and of course, you fumbled the ball on the two-yard line, which is why you constantly get your ass kicked by us. The the only thing I would say, if you were going to do it where you were just playing men and you were really trying to drive home this, hey, without women, the station sounds worse is kind of the point that you're making. So you'd have to draw attention to it on a song, every song basis. Like you couldn't just be like, oh, well, they'll not hear women and they'll like figure that out in their brain that, oh, it's a correlation. You'd constantly have have to to be be branding it, branding it, branding it. And And honestly, you know how people listen to the radio. You know how that happens. They have hear things. I bet a lot of people walked away from this thinking that they were trying to make a stand another way. The, The point... Of of the radio station sounds worse without women. You really are getting into a place where that's that's a bad place to go, dude. Because it's like, well, then why aren't you just playing these women twenty four seven? If they're so great, if they're if if they're, now that's unreasonable. But we live in we live in the day and age of the on uh, the flip side of the coin argument. But, right. I mean, it's we it's, do. Un, it's unreasonable. But you know, if if the logic is well, they sound it sounds better when they're here. It's just like, well, then why would you sacrifice? You're cutting off your nose to spite your face at that point. Like that's you know. And it just, uh, I see what they were doing. I really do. But I just think there was. I just think there, I think my way's better. 
I, I totally see what you're doing. And yes, what they're doing is placating people and going, see, you like us. Secretly, you like us. I mean, that's what radio does. We just beg and plead Please and beg like you. Us. Right. Pay and we're attention. so, honestly, Please. dude, radio stations are like your needy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. They're just so goddamn needy. It's just the way they're built. We text you all the time. We're always like, you know, trying to show begging up you to text us, right, begging text, you to please. call us. Do it, please. It's just honestly, it's just a it, it, dude. Radio is a get on your knees business. That's just that's that's what it is, and that's fine. But I think that you missed an opportunity here because look at what they're playing. Like Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, Luther Vandross. Imagine now if this whole thing became Gloria Gaynor and like Aretha Franklin and like all this stuff now instead. Could in, in the hypothetical world, if a rock station decided to play cards your way, could you do an all day rock chick? Rock fest. I don't know if you could do it on a rock station, but you could definitely do it on an adult contemporary oh, station, yeah. which this sounds like. We all know there's enough catalog there. This company could. We to do Rock 1069 could totally do it all female because we would just yeah we would just play the Pretty Reckless 117 uh, times a day. Open it up at the iHeartRadio no. Music Awards. Okay, all joking aside, could we do it? No, because honestly, at the end of the day, like there's not enough. I mean, like like we'd have to stretch it a little bit because you'd have to throw in no doubt. Okay. Okay, you'd have to throw okay. in no doubt. That's not that but that's not like way outside no. bounds. It's not like throwing in Britney Spears. You'd have to throw in Vixen. Okay. Obviously. Which a lot by of the way, dude, Edge of a Broken Heart is damn good. Let's get Vixen on. Uh some heart. heart. Yeah, you know how I feel about them. Lead Love a, them. Lead a Ford, you'd probably have to get her in there. Played her this morning and um, by design. Um Um Hailstorm. Yeah. A lot of hailstorm in there. But I mean, dude, Kitty. We're, but yeah. But, but dude, now you're getting into stuff you would never play. Right. You're getting outside of format there. And it's so like, you wouldn't do I, it. I, I, I don't you know couldn't you could do, it. do it. In no, in a rock format, I don't think you could. But if you take like, like my 1017 could get away with playing all, all day. All day. And honestly, it might, for a day, it might sound a little bit better. I mean, if you're just banging like Madonna and Cyndi Lauper and like, you know, Debbie Gibson and like all that stuff nonstop, I just feel like I get what the radio station was doing. It's like, yeah, play on the hot thing of the day and be involved in the hot thing of the day. You got to stay relevant. I totally get it. But this was a huge swing and a miss. And now you know why this guy's the operations manager in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, and why he works for for a you know, second, third tier company. That's why, because that's the kind of decision you make. I don't know when these radio companies are going to figure out. I know more than most of the people that are running around these buildings i don't know when people are going to figure that out i just i don't know i don't you think you know i'm pretty smart at least about this not about everything but at least about this uh i think maybe it might be because i can't stop syrup from spilling on my game plan for the show <laughs> i think maybe maybe because i have syrup dripping down the front of my shirt maybe that's why more stansbury show right around the corner hang on he's the show and it has been one year since i've had my lasik surgery done at the roholt vision institute and let me tell you i could not be happier with the results and of course a huge part of that is how well i'm seen dude i have 2015 vision which is better than perfect and along with the great vision let me tell you about the convenience I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RollHoltVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Join us St. Patrick's Day as we broadcast live 6 to 10 a.m. at the Tilted Kilt up near Bilton Village there. And then later uh, that afternoon, from noon to two, you'll be able to find us at the Canton Brewing Company. But it's gonna be a good day, Phantom. It's gonna be a good day. I feel like a lot of uh, feel like a lot of pints are gonna be thrown back that day. Speaking of which, we will have the Sands Ray Show pint glasses with us 
And there's only a handful of stickers left, but we will probably bring the rest of those with us and uh, pass those out that day as well. That's St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th there. Whole thing gets kicked off bright and early, 6 a.m. at the Tilted Kilt. Dude, that's coming up, man. God, it's March 9th right now. It's a week from tomorrow, right? Jeez. Yeah, it's a week from tomorrow. How great is that that that's on a Friday? I think, you know what I mean? Like, St. Patrick's Day is one of those things I think can be benefited when it's on, like, a weekend like that. And, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about, at least a lot of you won't have to worry about waking up and going to work the next day and... Well, and, you know, it's a lot easier to uh, take a day off to be like... On eh, a Friday. Right. Yeah, right. I'll take a three-day weekend as opposed to St. Patrick's Day being in the middle of the week. If you take a if you take a day off just to get day drunk on a Tuesday, it might be indicative of a problem. Yeah. Before the break, we were telling you the story of, uh, about a radio station in Alabama that wanted to uh, obs- observe, excuse me, a day without women. Okay. And so... Their plan yesterday was to take their female uh, DJs off the air. Did they make the female sales chicks work? Did like the woman who Ooh. works in marketing? Did the woman in HR still have it to work? It does not say. That's a great question, though. And so they took not only the female air talent off the radio station, they took the female artists off the radio station. And I said, I was like, I don't get this. Because Fantone brought up a great point. You'd have to like constantly be beating people over the head as to what you were doing. Where... My way, if you go the other way and you go all female, now what you're doing is highlighting how amazing women have been and what the contribution of them has been to music. I think that's a much better way to lift women up. Like I said, I understand women in an office going, you know what? I'm going to take the day off and you know what? I'm going to show you what this is like without me. Totally get it. Understand a wife not cleaning the house yesterday and showing you how good you have it. Totally get it. But when a radio station is going to do something like this, you go the other way. Show support the other way and like highlight them on how great they've been. And so then Fantone said to me, he goes, you think we could do an all-female playlist for the rock station? Now, it would be definitely more difficult for us than it would be for, like, My 1017. Plenty of stuff you could play at My 1017, all-female. You could do it, honestly. You could do a week of that there. And honestly, I bet most people might not notice. Any any format, really, other than rock, country could very easily do all-female oh, all yeah. day. I mean, pop music, you know, stuff like My 1017, classic hits, things like that. I KDD, mean, for the mo- all that stuff, yeah. For the most part, you could do this. You could do it. Rock would be a little bit more difficult. And so we started thinking about it. You know, obviously, heart would have to be part of what we yeah. did. And, you know, and then people started sending me their own. You know, in this moment, got a female singer there. Yeah, but you're playing songs that you normally wouldn't play at that point. At least with heart, it's like, yeah, Barracuda, play that one. That's good. But if yeah. you start talking about in this moment, I mean. Now, I we guess. played the Pretty Reckless. We talked about that. Now, for me, again, and again, we're getting into the territory of stuff you probably wouldn't normally play. Okay? But for me, and I love both these bands, and I'm going to. Yeah, you got to start with the Runaways because they came first. Okay. The Runaways would be great. I love that band, love that movie, love everything about the Runaways. And then the Donnas, who were like the Runaways of like the early two thousands. And again, the Donnas, I just love. The Donnas turned twenty one was a great record. I, uh, you know, I think we can all come up with, hey, here's a list of chick but, bands, but you're, but you're way outside of. The, you're never going to play that. Like with country music, you can play Miranda Lambert because you play Miranda oh, God, Lambert yeah. every day. With pop music, you can play Katy Perry because you play Katy Perry every and day. And with like country and some pop, you get duets there. So you might still get it like a guy on a song, but technically you could you could sneak it in because you know it's a duet. Now the only one of those I can really think of is Close Your Eyes. And we already played that this morning. 
Who is the best female, like, rock type? I mean, it would hard. Honestly, it would it would be hard not not to give it to not to give it to her. That you know, the chick from Heart. I always get him confused. It's Ann Wilson, right? Is the is the singer Nancy's the guitar player? I think. Who is the best female front person of all time? I don't like her, but a lot of people are going to make the argument to Stevie Nicks. Oh, I love Stevie, but. You know what? That's a great answer. I don't consider her to be like a front woman just because of how many people broke up. I mean, that band had four singers. And for me, again, this is just my preference. I've always been a bigger Christine McVie fan than Stevie Nicks. I think Christine McVie sings a lot of that catalog and Stevie gets a little too much credit. But Stevie is great. Oh, God. Yeah, she was really good. Hey, I really don't like Fleetwood Mac, but I know a lot of people make that argument. Yeah, that'd be a good one. It'd be hard not to say that. Ann Wilson. I mean, you can't even put you can't even put Fleetwood Mac on Rock 1069. There's a lot of women songs in here, but you can't. I mean, you're so out, out far uh, so far out of what is the lane. I'm gonna have to go with Ann Wilson just because the longevity. The the songs are there, the catalogs are there, they've been they were a big deal for multiple decades. I will admit I'm bringing a lot of my own fandom into that because I just love them. Pat Benatar's got to be up there, right? As a woman who can just go up there and like rock. Pat Benatar's a good pick. Uh people are going to say Joan Jett, she'd be a good pick. Um oh, oh. I'll tell you another great one would be Deborah Harry. From Blondie. That she'd be a great pick. Um, I know a lot of you are going to want to make the argument for Gwen Stefani, and no doubt, I will admit that they were much, much more popular than I want to give them credit for. I absolutely... I can't say I hate No Doubt. I just don't like it. Man, it's a little weird that we have to struggle to figure out which ones they... It is. I mean, it's all... Well, no... I was going to say garbage, but now I'm just like stretching for, for females. Woman, for, I mean, at that point, you might as well bring in the letters to Cleo and like all that stuff into Florida it. Four blots. Okay. Yeah. Once you start getting into one hit wonder territory, you can't, you can't say that about like greatest, like front woman. Had Pat Benatar joined Van Halen when they asked her to, that might've been the thing. Maybe we'll do the, uh, the Lady Gaga fronted Metallica. Um, here in Lacuna Coil, yeah, that was another woman that was kind of big for a while. Oh, uh, what was that other one? That other band that was like super hot for like ten minutes. They had that song that was uh, "Bring Me Evanescence." Like people love her. That "Bring Me to Life" song that was like all over the radio for like five years. That's a pretty big song. People are gonna say her. Yeah, but you're getting a little far. Those are right. outliers. Right. Like those aren't. If that's what we're depending on, yeah, it's. I mean, it's like. Let's be honest. It's just. It's tougher for a woman to front a rock band than it is in some other form. It just is. It's just a little tougher. And I've always said, when they're good, they're great. Like the Donnas, I love. I love everything the Donnas put out. Love it. The Runaways, huge fan. Heart, huge fan. So when they're good, they're great. It's just. I think it's. I think it's that much harder to be good in that kind of aggressive format. Lita was great in her day. Again, but she's a descendant of the Runaways. That's where she, I mean, Lita Ford came out of the Runaways. 
and Nikki Six wrote most of that. Um, are we forgetting anyone? I mean, once you start going pop, I mean, like some of the biggest artists in the world are women, like Madonna and Gaga and like all that stuff, Britney, all those. But our format's just a little bit more difficult. This guy tweeted into me and told me, he goes, you should play more alternative music. You'd appeal to a younger audience if you did. As if like my eyes were going to be open. (laughs) Is that... As if my eyes were going... I will tell Didn't you think of that. that, yes, I occasionally, from time to time, will butt heads with what the musical direction is. But they have a plan, and it works really well because the ratings of the radio station are really good. And so, like, maybe what I would want is actually wrong. Because, honestly, the ratings of this radio station are really good. Better than they've been in a long time. Now, we're going to take a little bit of credit for that. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Not all of it, but some of it. Amy Lee, I will say, of Evanescence did have a great voice, but it was only the one song, so you can't really go with her. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ann Wilson of Heart. So, I... Did you hear this story now where they're they're charging this this guy out of Canton who beat his girlfriend's three-year-old son to death, which is just awful? And I don't know if this is the right photo or not, but the photo at CantonRep.com that they have of him, I mean, he's looking right into the camera and smiling. Now, I understand sometimes people will do that with their booking photos. I've seen DUI photos and stuff like that. But when you think about what this crime is, like it looks like he's trying to make this look like a good photo of him. Well, uh, let's not. What do I want to say here? Uh, let's not assume that this dude has a great moral compass. Well, you know obviously what I'm not. And so they like it's just it's you know it's depressing. She's now the mom of the child is now pleading guilty to, um, you know, uh, essentially being like an accomplice and all that. And you know this dude's going to serve some serious time for Good. that. It's just rest of man, his life. That was just a depressing thing to read. But uh, if you want that story, it is online for you. Cantonrep.com. We'll close out the show next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stan's Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Everything we know so far about Star Wars The Last Jedi can be found for you online right now at WRQK.com in the Stan's Ray Show section. I will admit that I am uh, I'm a little excited. Yeah, it uh, it's the the one that's the direct continuation of the last Star Wars movie. Not Rogue One, but the whatever that goddamn... Why is it so confusing? I don't know anything about this. Because there's seven storylines going Jesus. on at once. Yeah, this is the one that follows... What was that? The first one called the first new Disney one called a new. I can't remember something. What, I can't remember what that one was called now. But yeah, it is. It's the follow up to that. So it follows the Star Wars line of it's number eight in the series. Yeah, but you gotta watch. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, don't make me get. Dude, yeah, dude. Once you get in the Star Wars movie and I'm carrying the four, like I'm kind of like Those Roman I, numerals. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But uh, yeah, I, I obviously I love the universe, and uh, I, you know I say this all the time. Uh, you give me a good Han Solo movie, and they've already cast it, and that's gonna be. And you give me a good Boba Fett movie. Anything that happens to the franchise after that, I'll consider to be like, okay, you know, I got forty years out of this. Like, I don't know how much blood do I expect to get out of an animal, and so you know I could live with that. Um, I am excited to see what Netflix will do with the show that they're going to be getting because apparently, uh, you know, Disney has uh, it, it is commissioning a Star Wars based show for Netflix. Is it a live action or is it animated? I believe it's live action, okay. but I could be wrong about that. I was going to say they have so many of those animated Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars The First Rebellion, Star Wars This Other Crap. And again, if you're if, if you're the kind of person that can get down with watching an animated show, you can do worse than Star Wars Clone Wars animated show. Like, that show's all right. I used to watch, I, well, I used to tape it because I was like, well, I can't sit home on Friday night at 10 o'clock and watch it. But, like, I would uh, I would tape it and then watch it occasionally. I, I'm not a big fan of it. Like, 
I don't watch it anymore, but nerds. I don't watch it. I don't watch it any less either. But Did, about nerd, the same. Nerd. About nerd, the nerd. same. You drove all the way to Indianapolis to watch dudes pretend to fight. I'm a nerd. Yeah, I know. You got the Cena shirt got on. The Cena shirt on today, baby. Dude, uh, this is how dumb I think Cena th- could get over on his. Like, this is how much he could get over. Like, he could sell you a shirt without him on it and call it a Cena shirt because you can't see him. Can't see it. You think he's there, but he can't see him. What does that shit what does it say? Respect. Respect, earn it. And then on the back it says never give up, dude. John Cena. Well, it is the life. never give up day, right? Today dude, is- hashtag no. It's hashtag get, get over, over it. it. Hashtag get over Anything it. Anything you're holding on to. The it's, anger. It's time to let it go. Get over it. Got big plans for today? Uh, no, nothing in particular. Um, when are, um, we started the show out with this, and, and, and I feel guilty because I, I have not texted your girlfriend yet and, and, and have given her my sentiment yet, but uh, her grandfather passed away. Correct. Do you know when the like services are and I stuff? I believe tomorrow after afternoon, so I will love. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, it's I'll, only two days. Right. I'll be making quick tracks out of the uh, out of the studio tomorrow to head over there, but, you know, yeah, what do I want to say? It's, it's just sad, man. There's just, this, you know, there's times in life you wish you could do something do for more. your loved ones right. and you could, you know, fix something and, like, you're just... It's that awkward. Do. moment where everybody wants to say the magic phrase, but that there's phrase no doesn't phrase. exist. Yeah, there's what are you going to say? I mean, <laughs> I remember when my dad passed, it was just a line of people, a procession of people going by you saying the same thing. And what ends up happening is you end up consoling them, right? Like you end up like not being able to like, cause you're kind of like hugging them going, Oh, I get it. Thank you so much. And next right. thing you know, you're looking at your family, like, like get me out of here. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, Send her my best. I mean, I'll text yeah, her, well, but you know I'm what I mean. Well, you know, make sure you uh, make sure you. What about you? What do you got going on? Anything is there? Anything? Honestly, man, no. Well, I um, I I I keep forgetting today's Thursday. We were off yesterday, and so today feels like Monday. It today. does. Today feels not. like a Monday, and it's not <laughs> it's tomorrow. Not. Tomorrow's Friday, so for some reason, yeah, I feel like being bad. I'm like, yeah, let's go do some dumb stuff. Let's go get in trouble, but I probably should not do that. Let's wait until the weekend. We will be back at it live tomorrow morning, six a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day.